Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 99. What is going on? We're about to creep into like our fifth year of this BS. It movie. is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to be like 55-year-old men still sitting here recording this bullshit. <laughs> and my miniatures went across the table. Yeah, I'll only be like a 51-year-old or something. <laughs> I'm not quite sure of the difference. <laughs> Fucker. Hey, don't lump me in with you, all right? <laughs> you old bald bastard. <laughs> I've noticed a, a little receding hairline has developed. Oh, this, just oh. these upper corners here. Yeah, they moved back about a half inch. Yeah, that, over the last. I feel really fucking that, bad. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> Is that how it starts? No. Usually, it starts for a bro that's going to be properly bald with the little dot in the back there, oh. back of the skull with the. MPB starts. Uh, That's male pattern baldness. You got to go to slyballguys.com. <laughs> I've got these luxurious radish sprouts coming out the back of my <laughs> the fucking well, my sprouters. Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> nerd. Sometimes you'll be walking around with that. I'll see you at work down the hall, and yeah. I'll just chuckle at your nerdiness. <laughs> I've worked at it from multiple angles here. I've had Lauren working on it for several years now. She's been unable to tackle the sprouts. <laughs> Yeah, my grandpa always had that, so kind of endears you to my heart a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Old Grandpa Raj. Yeah, Grandpa Raj reminds me of Grandpa Flager. Mm-hmm. So anyways, what you been up to, buddy? Oh, I've been pretty busy, my friend. You all fucking settled in in Wausau now? Yeah, got my stuff set up there. I went on a bit of an eBay, eBay uh, spending spree thingy here. <laughs> Actually, I sold a bunch of stuff on eBay first. I wasn't planning to sell anything, but a couple of years ago, I gave the Nerd Apprentice a big box of stuff of mine to sell on eBay. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of time-consuming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give him like a 20% cut, whatever. And then a couple months ago, he's like, hey, I never... I still got this stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to sell it for you. You want to take it back? Any nice rare items that went up in value while he fucking procrastinated? No. <laughs> it was a mix of War Gods stuff, some old... It was like the last of my War Gods of Egyptus models. Mm-hmm. I actually had some painted Spartans, and then old Skaven stuff I was getting rid of, just some random models. Anyways, when Andrew, the Nerd Apprentice, gave me the, the big box of stuff back, he's like, oh, hey, by the way... uh these are some models I'm looking to get rid of. Can you sell these for me? The <laughs> <laughs> fucking tables have turned. What the shit? I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm putting a big batch up here. Why not? <laughs> Taking a 50% cut, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had a, like a... His stuff didn't go for that much. He had like a bloodthirster mm-hmm. with no axe arm or whip arm. So I went for like eight bucks. He did have like an old metal 40k juggernaut yeah just like a solid lump of metal and a couple of slanish things and actually that's uh kind of what kicked off the ebay spree was because in that he had two of the old metal seekers of slanish oh i did see you those old badass about this <laughs> yeah because you and me when uh the last time we played we we're kind of farting around trying to figure out what kind of models i could use mm-hmm. and those would work 
I mean, that's what they are. They're nice and sleek, and I think they would look really well yeah. with the color scheme. And I could paint the demonettes up, you know, kind of pink skin color because kind of the other one of the ar- other army colors is like a flesh tone mm-hmm. that i've worked into some of the, the horrors and the human models yeah. so and it looks pretty good provides a nice contrast to some of the other stuff you gonna give them all the face masks i thought about it their faces are kind of small i haven't ruled it out but they kind of look kind of weird and kind of interesting by themselves mm-hmm. so i went online and picked up uh, two two sets. They sell them two for buy it now. It's thirty eight bucks a pop. You can get two. <laughs> I was just but that's say, not really that bad. Those couldn't compare to thirty eight bucks for two. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> well, what's a box of fucking? Well, like a Rolox? box of cavalry might be forty or fifty bucks now. Yeah. And um, you're getting something that you know is fucking cool, and it's mm-hmm. not fifteen pieces to put together, so it's easier on the. Yeah, so I got end. two sets of two to go with the two from Andrew. Yeah, and then. So that's six. And I'm going to do one up as a, as a banner bearer. So I have a little options for some mobile fortitude. Mm-hmm. But then besides that, I ended up just getting a ton of bits for my horror models. Because I use bloodletter bodies with Zinch horror arms. Yeah. And they, like the thickness of the arms is perfect. So basically, you can just kind of cut them off at the elbow or above the elbow mm-hmm. and just glue a horror arm on. If you ever want to get some variation in your bloodletter models, like the left hands are just like the little, uh, just a guy with a claw hand. Not the freaky fucking big smacking hands. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up picking up a bunch of those because I still have bloodletter models. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use multiple horror units in my new list. Uh-huh. So I'm working on unit fillers. But it's going to be a unit filler that indicates what spell the unit has. Uh. So there's going to be a couple blue fire unit fillers, like a pink fire. So based off each spell, for a gateway, it's going to be like a portal. Yeah. And then some of them I'm going to get a little creative with. <laughs> Basically, I'll have, it's going to be like a little three-man wide unit filler. So it's like a 25 by 75. Yeah. So then it will fit perfectly, you know, kind of just nice and centered in the back of the 10-man units. Sure. And then later on, you know, if I end up summoning a bunch of models, I can just pop them in there too. Okay. I'll have a bunch of these. So I figure I'll have to do these unit fillers, and then I still probably will have to do maybe 20 or 30 horror models that I'll have to convert over. So that's a lot of work you got going there. Yeah. I'm working on some Beasts of Nurgle as well. These are the cheapest models you can get in the game if you do the beast up rod style because <laughs> you use a plague drone body yeah and you can get three plague drone bodies on ebay for nine dollars nice <laughs> that's 180 points right there boys the wings are probably a little elbow grease yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what the wings are i do have a shitload of wings because yeah. back before south coast i bought like four or five boxes of plague drones <laughs> <laughs> I still, I think I still have one unopened box that I might end up cracking into here. But yeah, just a little elbow grease, little little green stuff work. Working on the tentacles, filling in the filling in those armholes in the the wing holes. Yeah, I thought you could go butcher style. He did the same thing, except he just had even more tentacles coming out of those holes. Yeah, <laughs> and then he had weird beaks on his instead of it was just basically an alternate tentacle placement. <laughs> I like the beak idea, though. I never really paid close attention to what he had going. Well, they were really tiny uh, beaks. Probably like crude beaks. Oh. <laughs> Not yeah. like 
Really massive beaks would probably look pretty awesome. Yeah, like big smasher fucking, maybe like pointed beaks like an eagle's beak or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I racked up, I don't know, like $4.70 some cents towards the e-bucks certificate. I think I need to get to $5 in the next two weeks or something like that in order to redeem it. So I might have to go back on there, search for more stuff. What's this about the uh, kind of like a cash back system for you? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I never even heard of that. I didn't see it until I made a bunch of purchases, and then somehow it caught my attention. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I've been working on those guys. Also, picked up my Blood Bowlers, my Dark Elf team oh, yeah? from Black Scorpion Miniatures. They're the only company that had any good Elf Blood Bowl models. <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot give these a thumbs up because when I receive them, they are they're made out of some kind of hard plastic, yeah, like fine cast ish, but a lot harder. Sure. And the, yeah, they just so they brittle or are they, just... they? They're not brittle, but they had little cracks and little uh, like the fine cast bubbles. Sure. There was a few of those, but mainly just the detail ended up being pretty shit on them okay like i had to spend like probably a half an hour on each guy like filing them down just like with this uh, hobby knife just cutting down smoothing out things and each one of them had like a crest on their chest yeah and they came out so like malformed i had to like cut them all off and now i just like kind of ground it down smooth with the hobby knife how much did these guys run you they weren't too bad it was probably i don't know like 60 bucks American Yeah, for a, the whole team. 12, 14 guys? They're from the it? UK, I think. I either paid in pounds or euros or something. <laughs> 30, 40, but they showed up. But anyway, so I thought I had it all sorted. And then I primed them. And then before I started even painting them again, I had to go back and spend like another 20 minutes <laughs> going over lines you didn't notice uh, at first until you primed them. What a hassle. Yeah, it kind of sucks because... I was excited I was going to do some gold, non-metallic metals on them. Yeah. But, like, they're so shit. <laughs> like, you know, kind of if you're doing the non-metallic metals, you want to do it on, you know, like a perfect model. If you're going to end up with this perfectly flawless golden color scheme. You don't want to polish a turd, buddy. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just doing... I think I'm going to end up dipping them. Because I picked up a couple of Dark Elf, the original Witch Elves from... The Chris Fitzpatrick ones. Yeah, I got a few of those that Lindley gave me. Yeah, I got the one with like a finger up in the air. She's yeah. holding that knife. The one that's enticing you to come in yeah, and get stabbed in the fucking you. dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another one that had her arm up in the air, and she had two knives. So I chopped off the one the one knife hand, and then I had an old carrion rider. Do you remember those? The old Tomb King carrion riders. Uh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> the carrions used to be these little kind of vulture birds and yeah. then there was like a weird grim reaper midget riding them <laughs> and they had tiny little sids they're like literally like smaller than a halfling like riding these little things and that was like a little tiny version of death flying around and somehow you had a fucking big yeah i had one. three or four of them <laughs> ended up selling a bunch of them on ebay for 99 cents but anyways in their left hands they would put up their little pointer fingers or they'd make the little metal signs <laughs> unfortunately i couldn't find one with the metal sign 
So I had to make do with a little chubby midget hand. It was the only <laughs> hand I could find that kind of fit. Yeah. So I've got this one witch elf that when you kind of just look at it, you wouldn't notice. But then if you kind of look closer, you do notice it's like a fat little midget hand on this <laughs> witch elf body. <laughs> I'm going to point that out when I see these fucking guys. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> so because those ones are metal, so I, I'm definitely going to dip them. I'm doing like a purple purple brown leather and gold so gold and leather for sure yeah work with a dip and then i've heard that the purple works really well sure with the dip anyways and i, I could see that so i gotta get those get those those guys done <laughs> for acon i'm signed up in the super bowl what is that saturday yeah that's the saturday okay so i'm about halfway done yeah yikes I decided not to get myself in any situation where I needed to paint or build anything for any yeah, more tournaments Yeah, that's a good ever. place to be. I was thinking for Warhammer stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have any Warhammer shit to work on. It really fucking sucks. I mean, that's one of the ways you get things done, or that I actually get things done, but uh, I just don't want to be under the gun like that. I got too much going on. I got it's not myself, a good feeling. Thinking this is like the project room down here, and I got eBay shit stacked up. I got fucking... This motorcycle project motorcycle. with parts spread everywhere. I got fucking... Packing materials. Cat vomit. Cat yeah. hair. I fucking burnt... I've had like five big trash bags full of packing material, like peanuts and bubble wrap and shit like that, because I'm a retard and can't throw anything away. And it's coming super handy selling motorcycle parts on eBay. I've burnt through like two and a half bags already, so it's nice to see shit start disappearing from this room. Now that I can fucking eBay so again. So do you... You're getting new parts, and then you like have these old parts that you need to get you're getting rid of. Is that the yeah. deal here? So I stripped the bike down completely, and then like I bought a new front end for it, and the old front end is worth three to five hundred bucks. So then I just mm -hmm. eBay that to make some cash back. There's that's pretty much true of everything I took off there. It's all worth something, so it's worked out all right. But I'm still way way deeper into this bike financially <laughs> than I ever wanted to be. So. But that's all right. It'll be once I'm fucking driving it half in the yeah. bag this summer and kill myself. It'll totally be worth it. <laughs> so. You're not gonna do any last minute miniature painting for tournaments, but we're gonna do some last minute assembly on this bike to get it ready for uh, Blood in the Sun here. <laughs> if this bike's ready by Blood in the Sun, I will fucking shit my pants, <laughs> dance around in whitey tighties like Gigi Allen would. I don't know if any of the other HPBs are signed up for that. So you could very well. I'm gonna throw that out there. Johnny Hastings is riding down to Blood in the Sun <laughs> on his hog, baby. I'll have to put a sissy bar on there to strap my model case to yeah. and fucking rock out. Strap him to your chest. <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> but uh, so model-wise, I finished up the Orctonian Pegasus Rider. I saw that. All done. Fucking, God, I got more hours in that model than I care to think about. Those fucking Orc Riders just take forever to paint. It's like 25 hours to paint one of them. And I think it's because I'm adding so much detail to it with the Bretonian bits. And then, so you got different styles of painting going on. And then it's just like fully three-dimensional. You have to paint every angle of everything. And usually I do that anyways, but just the fucking the principle flyers, on it. yeah. Had that same problem with the plague drones where you got to hit every single angle of every like, single thing. Uh, it fucking wears on your soul. So mm -hmm. <laughs> after I finished that guy up, it turned out really sl slick, though. I was just fucking having a good time chuckling at him. And then I started converting five more orcs at a realm 
So those bros, the riders are all done, and I've been working on converting up the bores. In the meantime, though, I didn't have anything to paint, so I just looked mm-hmm. at the paint cabinet full of half-done shit, pulled out the five dwarf miners I started when we were thinking about going to bragging rights, <laughs> started painting on them. It is like uh-huh. fucking snowing, these Snow? huge flakes, and raining. It's fucking winter. It's but, crazy. Uh, so five new orcs of the realm. Are you... Uh you thinking uh, Orctonians for Raj Podge here? <laughs> That's not going to pick up some old old style lance formation trays <laughs> on eBay. The triangle, the fucking stepped pyramid. <laughs> yeah, formation. I'm trying to get Legend to go as Bretonians to Podge the old fifth edition Bretonian book with the lance formation on the knights. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's pretty sweet. Got your full ranks. No, I... no flanks. You can take the arrowhead formation with your <laughs> Noblar archers. I'm not liking that idea. <laughs> I'll only have 10 dudes built. I think before I start painting anymore, I'm just going to go ahead and convert up two more so I have a full lance of 12 mm-hmm. ready to go, and then I can just start painting towards that goal. And then in the meantime, I also have been converting up the Lord for that army. So it's just a fucking Avatars of War, Orc Lord on a boar. Mm-hmm. And what a fucking disaster that model is. It looks really cool, but it just doesn't go together well. It's not very well cast. Mm. I can't really say much good about those. These independent miniature companies, <laughs> they put a lot of work into the pictures online. Yeah, like the when little you picture get them in person. on the case looks freaking awesome, the little green stuff version. But it's just like the, the metal bore parts didn't fit together right. I had to fucking hack the shit out of it. Just a big fucking hassle. So uh, I've been working on him, though. I don't know. He's got this huge cloak that, like, flaps off him, and he, there's no way he's going to rank up mm-hmm. with my other dudes. So I'm trying to come up with some solutions for Different that. Different cloak? You could do a green stuff cloak. Yeah, that's what's going to have to happen. basically the same sort of ideas as the green stuff banners. Yeah. I think instead of it, like, flapping out, I'll just... Because most of it's attached to his back, but about halfway down his back, that's where this other bit pops on, and it's this huge, like, flapping cloak thing. So I'll just, at that point, just make it go down and, like, flap a little bit on the boar's butt, and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. So either For way, the, uh, Skaven, the old wild, wild clan Skaven, the characters I did with those cloaks. Yeah, those turned out really slick. Yeah, basically you just do two or three separate green stuff pieces mm-hmm. you know you kind of put them under the pen or set them up so they cure and they're kind of wavy in the way that you want them to sure and then you glue it to the model and then you just green stuff kind of the gaps between them and sure. kind of fill in the detail so you kind of do like a left a back and a right piece for each one of them yeah and that's it's pretty easy to do you know it's just something that you, happens over a few days yeah. instead of Instead of right away, which is yeah. how we want things. What do you mean you can't <laughs> sculpt a beautiful cloak right from the get when it's still like still not even dry on it, just pulling the Won't green the stuff down on it? Uh, <laughs> I think you would never. You, I've seen examples where dudes try to do that. And it just looks like total garbage. Yeah, that's like my earliest dogs of war <laughs> trying to sculpt ponchos on the guys. I remember that the first few. Yeah, I do it on them, and then by the end, I was like, oh uh, yeah, if you just cut out a triangle piece and stick. <laughs> it to them there looks were, a lot better there were a lot of times i would try and sculpt loincloths on either minotaur or gore oh, yeah. or ungore and it's the same exact scenario. just always curls around the crotch yeah and he got i got to a point where first i just put a big blob of putty between the legs fill it out and clean it up and then you'd have something to sculpt cloth to later uh-huh. but because you know in that situation it's not really free hanging like- green stuff it's needs to be attached like that but and it looks fine that way because no one mm-hmm. looks up under his dress anyways it's like 
five times as much work. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just making a little fucking little piece, let it dry and gluing it to it. Yeah. So anyways, I've been painting those miners just to keep my fucking painting going. I fucking ran out of brushes. I've had this one shitty brush I've been using for like two months. And usually I'll go through a brush every three weeks. I ordered a bunch of fu- like 19 more brushes. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just get a bunch this time. I'm sick of dicking with it. So I found this place, ordered them. And then of course, half of them were back ordered. <laughs> so I'm still painting with this shitty old brush that curls at the tip and you can't get a point with it. Mm-hmm. Somehow the doors are coming out all right, but it's kind of frustrating and it definitely takes way more effort to paint than it otherwise would if you had a good fucking brush. So, And I have like those Windsor-Newton fuckers sitting there, but I just can't fucking paint well with those. They don't, they don't splay out and you got too much of a point, so you're fucking painting on it. You're not covering any surface. It's just really frustrating, mm-hmm. so... Either way, once those arrive, hopefully I get them dwarfs done before the end of the weekend. Yet they're almost there. It's really been fun painting those dudes because they're so different than the Minotaur and other shit I've been working on mm-hmm. lately. So that was pretty solid. And then after that, since I'm still not going to start painting Orctonians yet, I probably I think I have a half painted Mordheim Bray Shaman that I converted up for my Beast Man army. So I'll probably do up paint him up because it's six to eight hour project and then one more thing off the just another bray shaman yeah. for the <laughs> sit around the dance around the hearthstone i think i'll have five or six at that point so <laughs> mm-hmm. who needs a beast lord when you got a hundred bray shamans bro <laughs> but uh just something to keep the fucking mind and the the paint skills going i do want to fuck around with some non-metal metallics it's not going to happen on the orctonians so i got a couple other one-off things that are half done that i'll probably work on as well i did come up with a 3k list for ogres socks maybe this is tentative shooting for screw city to have the ogres at 3k otherwise i'm gonna have to go back to beastmen so came up with a list pretty solid but there's a couple really big sizable things i need to build and pay for it so what are we talking here i had to do up another iron blaster slave giant no that's not <laughs> that dude's throwing stompy i could but he doesn't fucking yeah that's just old hat bro <laughs> he doesn't compare with my new shit so well, would you consider selling stompy on ebay no nah, he's mine <laughs> i gotta well, fu- he never gets out man i adopted him i took him in he's mine he's my baby so yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. After I get done with a couple little small painting projects, I think I'm going to jump on that and at least math it out and see if I have the time. I don't think there's been a date announced for Screw City yet, but it's us- I think it's usually September or is it August? Last year I was in September. Okay. If that's the case, maybe I'm I can sure. get it done. That Iron Blaster I'm going to do, I don't know if I talked about my idea on the cast. I don't believe I did, but I have the... The big Bale Taurus thing that comes with the rider from the the Forge World kit. Okay, yeah. So I got that huge bull. I'm going to put on his fucking back like a how-to-platform-looking thing. And then I'm going to make a little Ungor wizard. I'm going to use the cow head because in the giant kit, there's a cow that like goes Mm -hmm. on his belt. He's like curled up. So I'm going to use that cow head, make a fucking Uh, Ungor-sized wizard with a big cloak. But who looks like a fucking cow with no horns, like a dairy cow? And I'll paint him up that way, like black and white splotches mm-hmm. on him. And then... Give him a big, big udder sack? Yeah, uh, maybe. Be a female, but that'd be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it would work with the loincloth. I'd have to hack the piss out of that fucking model. But that'd be pretty fun to do, and I think it would be entertaining as shit. Mm-hmm. And then I once upon a time at Merry Mayhem, probably like five or six years ago, forever ago, I bought this bit at that... 
game store down it's there. Like the giant metal hand. It's a huge metal human-looking <laughs> hand. And so a couple months back, I challenged myself to come up with a good use for that bit because it's just been taking up space and it's massive. But it's pretty cool. So then that Ungor wizard will be casting up this giant hand, which will be picking up and chucking cannonballs. It'll be a stack of cannonballs on the howdah next to him. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing should come together pretty cool as an iron blaster. And so then, he'll be like hanging out on back of the bull? The there'll bowl. be a howdah up there, so he'll be standing in the back, and then in front of him, I'll green stuff up a bunch of like smoke and shit, forming into that hand from his hands, and then it'll be like cocked back, maybe just chucking a, a cannonball, and there'll be a little All stack right. of cannonballs. That hand looks pretty heavy. <laughs> it, the I hand don't know is if it's meant to metal. be in the air like that. Uh, there'll have to be a way to mount it, but yeah, it's going to be kind of messy. I might have to like just make smoke billowing across the fucking deck of the howdah or platform something like that but that's the idea so this big weird magical all bull and cow based so that would be pretty solid and then the other models i'm gonna have to do for this army are four more mornfang and then two more man eaters the man eaters are ready for paint they're all primed and everything but the mornfang i have four bull centaurs from forge world as well so I don't like the way they don't fill out the chariot base. So yeah. step one, I'm going to extend the bodies a bit to make them fill out the chariot base better. And then I'm going to play around with the heads. I think originally I was going to keep the same heads that they come with because mm-hmm. they are super cool looking. But in retrospect, since it's all fucking bull-themed army, I'm going. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do what I did. Yeah, the Doom Bulls head where I took a Minotaur head, cut it four ways, and then extended it to make it much bigger. So, yeah, I'll get that, dude. I'll have to build four more of those fucking heads, which took a fair amount of effort. But they look really cool, and they look really meaty, and I think they'll fit those bodies really well. And then, so that'll give me... That's pretty... Did you cut that head into, like, four pieces? Yeah, I got a blog post that details how I did it. So you quarter it, put it back together with a little ball of green stuff in the center so it's bigger in every direction, and then you Mm -hmm. just green stuff it to make it look like you never fucked it up. And it looks pretty cool. You should see how far you can push that how big a head you can get <laughs> well it, lo- it would look really weird if the snout was like an inch long because like the eyeballs on the thing uh-huh. are tiny and there's no real way to f- correct that without drilling it and re-sculpting bigger eyeballs into it you could do it but i don't know if it would look right if i'll do i'll, I'll build one because i'll use it on something else eventually mm-hmm. anyways and make sure that it flows with what i'm doing and with the size of those models and if it does i'll go with it if it doesn't i'll probably just end up using the heads, are the heads separate yeah, Pondos? they are. Okay. And another cool thing, they have these big fucking beards. That'd that be are, cool if you like, could do like if you do those Minotaur heads, then you could use those heads and make like some badass like chaos ogres or something. Yeah, I had that exact thought. Either sell them to someone else who wants to do it, or just make some chaos chaos ogres. Um, they would look really really cool as that. But they have these big fucking braided beards, just like the chaos dwarves do. So I'd have mm-hmm. to give the Minotaur this huge like braided greasy looking hippie beard thing so that would be some fun to kind of mix in make it flow well w- with that head uh, well good luck with that yeah <laughs> what it's gonna be is just building up layers and layers of little ropey beard pieces until you get like i think as you go out the chin you make them smaller and smaller so mm-hmm. up against the torso it's like really thick and then it just gets thinner and thinner as it goes out just like the muzzle on the until minotaur. there's like a single mole with like one hair <laughs> sticking out of it <laughs> <laughs> It would be fucking fun, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to all that. One thing I'm kind of bogged down in right now is just all the green stuffing I have to do. I got one fucking tube of green stuff left, and maybe like a year and a half ago before I started the Gorgon project, I think I had four tubes of green stuff, 
that just sits in the freezer that I've won at Adepticon over the years. Uh-huh. But since we didn't go to Adepticon last <laughs> year, running low. I didn't fucking win any more green stuff. So well, now there's a lot of pressure this year to perform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to try to get replenish yeah. the green stuff oh, stuff yeah. supplies. I got to fucking score some paint prizes here. I don't know. I've been following. Uh, was it Brandon Palmer's project? Yeah, GMM yeah, Studios. Pretty fucking cool shit, man. I don't know what army goes on that big ass skeleton display board thing he's made, but it is fucking insanely awesome. Mm-hmm. I build mine for transportability use, and that bro just builds like badass fucking dioramas and shit. It's really cool. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, check out GMM Studios. Definitely deserves a fucking some props for that shit. And then. Yeah, other than that, I've been fucking tied up doing dumbass house projects and all that. And I did, you'll get a kick out of this, because in the all end... Right. I, I, all right, lay it on me. Lay it, it on me, bro. It ends with me spending $500. So I got really fucking drunk Saturday before St. Paddy's Day. Well, Clancy's Stone Lion out there, they had a like a big St. Paddy's Day. There's a 5K and like a big feed and just people hanging out drinking. So I went out there at about one thirty. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just go out for a couple beers. It'll be great. So I go out there, end up getting really wasted, end up at all these weird hillbilly bars where all the people, there's just like huge lines of snowmobiles outside. Nobody uh, even drives to these places. Uh-huh. It's like half Illinois fuckers and their sleds and then like half Wisconsin hillbillies on their sleds. Go in there, get drunker. And then at like 11 o'clock, I've been drinking since 1.30, just fucking blitz. I was I had to drop Scotty off at home because he was wasted and he's married with kids and shit. <laughs> His old lady was pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll call Shitty. So I call up Shitty and he's like, yeah, I'm just sitting at home. So I fucking go to his house. And like maybe two months ago, maybe not even that long, him and his old lady had gotten into Magic the Gathering. <laughs> 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 so I'm drunk as a skunk and he's got a couple paps. So I sit there and he's like, yeah, let's play. He's like, you used to play Magic. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know that shit. And he started showing me his cards and it's all like early 90s shit i got the black vice i got the fucking sarah angel i'm like holy fuck so it was super nostalgic so then we sat down and just started playing games of magic the gathering (laughs) and then we got really fucking gung-ho and then i'm like fuck it i went home that night the next day i was already ordering Magic. (laughs) so now like last weekend we got together and we played magic friday and saturday night like four or five hours each just fucking whaling games and having a couple beers of it our plan is we'll just quit going out to the bars and we'll just play magic and smoke the vaporizers although i did get pretty drunk playing magic at his house saturday but Uh so anyways all my cards have arrived and I've I fucking spent like sixty bucks on just card protectors, <laughs> card sleeves. <laughs> yeah, so Go down there. But it's really trying fun. to figure out your deck. Yeah, <laughs> it's all fucking old school shit, like mid nineties and before. Like anything goes, it's pretty fun. We don't we don't want to play any of the new shit. I did go down and get into a fucking earful conversation from the dude downtown at the game store, mm-hmm. who's trying to suck me into going down to do drafting and all this shit. I'm like, I'm not gonna yeah. see you down there. I'm like a, I'm gonna <laughs> pop night. in like a Friday night quick, and I'll see you in there with like a no. group of sixteen te- teenagers <laughs> creeping just out, wailing out on young boys. <laughs> no. Not yet. That's just not the plan. So far, it's going to be me and Schmitty. His old lady plays, too. But it's pretty fun because we just sit there and talk shit. And it's nice just to be able to play, like, 10 or 15 games and fuck around. And there's Mm -hmm. very little effort involved in it. But I did drop, like I said, like 500 bones on this shit so far. But I'm done. I'm not buying any more fucking cards. Mm -hmm. Most of it's really cheap. But we just buy singles of, all right, this is kind of the deck I want. I'll just pick out all these Mm -hmm. singles. So. Probably should have got into, like, X-Wing or something like the rest of the nerds, but... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that noise, so... Yeah. 
That's where I've been. I did. I got some fucking lists together for uh, Acon. So my list is kind of a combo for the championships. Kind of a combo of what I did for Masters and what I took to North Star. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Looking forward to that. Pretty stoked up for Acon. One more week, man. Yeah. This time next week, I'll be driving there. I was actually working on lists yesterday myself. 3K list, pretty easy. Using that Screw City list. Don't want to mess with perfection there. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs re-rolls, bitch? I am switching uh, Laura Death to Laura Nurgle. Mm -hmm. Just see how that goes. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go as well. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I didn't cast Purple Sun that much. The Spirit Leeches are pretty worthless now. Yeah. And then you need to have multiple. So since the leeches are worthless, you know, having caress isn't that useful because they'll just, just dispel up. that, let let yeah. the leech go, or vice versa. Well, spirit leech has its uses, like saber tusks. There's a there's a handful yeah. of things, you know, cannons and shit sh- like that that are off on the sides. I but. feel like I didn't get much mileage out of that because I like the soul blight and the... Mm-hmm. Doom and Darkness, but the Nurgalore is chock full of really good buffs. So that's why I've been plus or minus D three toughness, plus or minus D three weapon skill, poison regen. I debated pretty heavily going Lord Death for Akon on my Slaughtermaster. Uh, the reason Slaughty. I didn't is one Purple Sun can backfire sometimes, and that'll decimate an ogre unit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like you said, the, at the end of my Beastman playing, I'd been doing Death for a long time, and Spirit Leech just fucking generally pretty shit so mm-hmm. yeah i think i came up with our team tourney list bro oh yeah you ready this is what i'm taking okay 16 horrors of zinch mm-hmm. standard muso champ two heralds of zinch running pure zinch magic here yeah we're gonna go for gateway we're gonna go for gateway on the horrors and then a unit of four plague drones and a unit of four beasts of nurgle that's okay. it. So we can either use your ogres. Mm-hmm. Which I be- think they would be a pretty good fit because then you have the fire magic. Yeah. To kind of balance off against the weird zinch nurgle or the zinch magic, you know, which can give them regen and stuff. So sure. I think so. We'll have two good blaster type units, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the Mornfang are solid. The drones are pretty solid. The beasts are pretty solid. And that gut unit is really nasty Yeah, in all those games that we've played. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have the... The tusks is chaff. Three unit. Of, yeah, the tusks will be chaff. So I, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm not really bringing much. Right. And I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> I don't think we need a cannon. Nah, I agree. Cause we won't it always have... blows up. Well... We won't have any really juicy cannon targets either. They can ping yeah, thing does, or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter as much. And this is kind of closer to what I'm thinking for Quick City Rumble. Mm-hmm. We'll have four pack of Beast of Nurgle and a four pack of drones and no cannon. So this will kind of give me some give me some good feedback out in the field on uh-huh. how those units can work against stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it could could rock it with the beast too. That Hearthstone, we get plus three power dice. And three channels, but I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> um, well, if we go beast, then I got to drag the beastman down there as well. Oh uh, yeah, you would. Which isn't a big hassle, but um, just one more thing I got to deal with. We can still think use. about it in your mind. Yeah, we'd have to we'll maybe touch base on it a little later. Yeah, we could probably. You still wouldn't use have to bring that much. Yeah, because a shit. But uh, well, I don't know, man. I feel like ogres be would the, be way more effective. Yeah, basically with the beast then. 
It'd it's be like Bestigore. We'd have an Ungi unit probably with the Shaman with mm-hmm. the Herdstone, and then big unit of Bestigore and then Chariots to fill it out. Yeah, that'd be doable. I like the Ogres way better though. <laughs> okay. Not buying. Well, leadership wise, they're going to be on an even plane. Yeah. Bray Shaman, I think, I is a seven. Kind of shit on the leadership front there. Yeah. We can take a Lord choice. I can't take any. I could take a naked demon prince of shit <laughs> with no mark. <laughs> I could you could take slotty. a Yeah, a slotty is 250 points exactly. So it'd just be a level three so slaughter master. Still pretty shite. And we're, but then you'd have to take gut magic. Which fares well in big lists because you got so many augments and hexes. But I don't know. I just I think we fared well in the past because... Banner of Discipline on some guts. Fucking yeah. Stick I them think, in there for an eight golden. I think if we stick with that, the golden thousand point ogre. <laughs> what is ogre thus far list. proved to be the perfect thousand point ogre list? <laughs> I think we'd be good to go. Cool. Although now I'm in a pickle. I'm trying to figure out my goddamn Blood Bowl list. <laughs> the elves are so expensive. I can't get everything I want in there. I've only got 1.1 million gold coins to spend. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm anything. I'm working to me. the four blitzers, a witch elf, and a runner. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a break. Roger that. fucking sentry health screenings how'd it go scored another perfect 100 i'm in for a mighty fall one of these fucking days because i fucking gave up the vaporizer four Mm -hmm. or five days before again showed up clean for nicotine (laughs) my strategy is to stand up as tall as possible if you get yourself in that next next height category everything will go good <laughs> last year i was a little slouchy mm-hmm. i was i went from five eleven and a half up to six foot one inches this year 
<laughs> Top me out at a, a 98. I shrunk a little. I used to be six foot. Now I'm only five. Got to go and in and concentrate. Yeah, concentrate, Willow. <laughs> a little disappointing. Stretch, stretch yourself out. Kind of raise up on the back of your heels <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> if my body gets shorter, my wiener will look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking categorizing all my old CDs for the music podcast I'm going to do here. Mm-hmm. Getting going on that. That's one of my many projects on the list. Looking forward to that, though. We've been discussing some podcast changes to this podcast coming up here for episode 101 and That's onwards. Right. So you can expect some fucking changes. You can expect at least two more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That'll be uh, some interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Got a couple emails. Chuck wrote in. The bro I was yeah. hanging out with at the Masters. Says he's got some fucking nerd cred by getting a mention. So <laughs> cheers for writing in. And then James Stagg from Hawaii. He was, because I was out there for my Hawaii trip yeah, went pretty well. that's right. Talk about that a little later. He, a little uh, later. He was, we were going back and forth via the email when I was out there. It's giving me a little grief for going to Maui and <laughs> <laughs> ripping a hunch shit, but... It's good time, as we'll get to in a bit. You been uh, reading, watching, listening? Yeah, I listened to quite a few things. I listened to Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah? That's kind of... I believe it's still a one-off novel. I could see him maybe doing other ones. But it's kind of a novel set in modern day, maybe a little bit in the future. Yeah. But basically, people start developing superpowers. Shadowrun style? (laughs) Yeah, maybe if in Shadowrun, everybody turns into who gets superpowers becomes an asshole. <laughs> so there's only super villains, and there's no super, there's no superheroes or anything. <laughs> yeah. So like villains rule kind of their own like independent kingdoms and stuff. Uh. So this one is about a guy named Steelheart. He's kind of like Superman, but yeah, you can turn stuff into steel, and he has like various superpowers, and there's like a whole mythology behind the various powers. <laughs> And it's, he's like the king of Chicago, or uh, New Cago, I think, as they call it. <laughs> and it's about a, a kid who gets like on a team of humans who are, they're like assassins. Yeah. And they go around trying to kill kill these supervillains to try to give people hope so they'll fight back. Because like everybody's kind of given up at this point. Like the United States government can't do anything. They just like gave in to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. But it ended up being really similar to Mistborn, the mm. first book, because okay. it's like a team of dudes working together trying to take out like this impossible, like unbeatable person. Yeah. So it was really similar in that regard. Okay. Where it's like they got a bunch of clues and they're trying to figure out is because like the villains always have a weakness of some kind, <laughs> like kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. The other one I've been listening to is Stephen King's The Talisman. Have you ever read that one? I don't. That think was from it. like the mid '80s. I haven't done any Stephen King. I don't think. Or it might even be from the late '70s. But that one's pretty good. It's kind of similar to his Dark Tower series. Okay. It's got like different dimensions and stuff. It's kind of just like a fantasy tale. It's about a boy who can like cross over into this other realm, and like there's people who are crossing back and forth that are like trying to take over the realm and he's got to go through and there's like magic and stuff it's kind of like one boy's odyssey <laughs> across the realm so that one's pretty good i think there's a sequel for that one too but that one's been pretty good so far it's got the same guy that originally did um 
some of the audiobooks for the Dark Tower series. So I really like that narrator. Sure. Must have done all the old Stephen King books back in the day. Have you been watching Cosmos, dude? No, nah, what's that about? That's the new new thing on Fox last three weeks with Neil deGrasse Tyson. It talks I've seen about some space. Joke life. images about that on Facebook, really? but I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> Is that why people have been that's probably why putting up messages about how awesome Carl Sagan was? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Put that on the list for my watching. Yeah, I think it's like a remake. They probably made it back in the seventies. I think <laughs> Cosmos. And we still don't know anything more, but we'll just remake it with better technology. We know a little bit more. <laughs> okay, I watched through season two of House of Cards. Yeah, super solid. No spoilers. No spoilers. Highly recommend it. I think I said this before, but I'll say it again. You get to a point where you really don't like any of the characters in the show because they're all fucking douchebags. Usually that makes the show pretty hard to watch, but somehow this one keeps your interest. Just a lot Mm -hmm. of intrigue and bullshit. Same as season one. Does someone totally redeem themselves by the end? No. In fact, they keep slipping further and further (laughs) away. So it gets worse and worse. uh, For uh, audiobooks, finished listening to Children of Dune. Super fucking good. Have you read that one before? Yes. I read the first six Dune books probably 12 years ago or something crazy, but a long time ago, and it's been great to go through it again. You kind of remember it, but you really don't remember the details and just how fucking awesomely good it was. So cheers to White Tech again for hooking me up with that shit. Reading-wise, I finished reading the Twins trilogy because when I was in Hawaii, I just do a ton of reading on vacation. So I wrapped up second and third books in that super good again i'm just rehashing old shit that i've read years <laughs> past but just forget how good it was that book was super good ended on no that series was super good if you haven't read that i highly recommend it um that's the Dragonlance twins trilogy definitely should read the chronicles first because it starts after those end <laughs> but uh, how many books of there of that are in total of Dragonlance? yeah that just the main storyline it goes through probably 20 something books because you start with the chronicles the it's twins too many. it's too many why why bother starting it's too many because eh, it's really it. good i'll never i'm not good enough it's very enjoyable Can't do it <laughs> I don't have what it takes. Um, I've been reading The Blade itself from the first Law Trilogy after I finished that, so I'm about 150 pages into that. I'm enjoying it. Hasn't fully fucking clicked yet because you're still meeting new characters on occasion mm-hmm. even and just jumping around a bit, but the King of the North dude sounds pretty badass. <laughs> Bloody Nine? or No, the Bloody Nine's like the, the Logan? kind of the, Logan. Yeah, he's like kind of one of the main characters, but the King of the Northmen. Who is the King of the Northmen? I can't Some remember this. Some fucking dickweed who declared himself King of the Northmen, and now he's <laughs> going to attack the Union. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever actually does, but I just read the part where he goes and threatens the first Magi and kind of gets bitched out. And But it's good. It's a cool world. They curse a lot in the books. I'm done with that. You do. I swear quite a bit. Yeah. Shit is like the fucking number one. It'll just be a sentence. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I would talk like that. I don't know if I'd write like that, but... So this is very different writing style from all the Dragonlance and even the Dune stuff I'm mm-hmm. listening to. So that's pretty cool too. But it's, it's it's good. I highly recommend it so far. But might want to sit and wait till I get done with that. <laughs> that's all I got for that kind of stuff. For Acon, are you going down Thursday? No, I'm going down Wednesday. You're going down Wednesday. You got a room lined up for Wednesday? Yep. Okay. Should be solid Interesting. though. Had an email from Chris Kafsner. Uh, one of the bros we went to the Masters with. Okay. He just wanted to give a shout-out to his tournament, BerserkCon, June 6th through the 8th, and it's in Duluth at the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center. Uh, two-day tournament. First two-day tournament ever in Duluth. Okay. 
that's kind of a rough time in June there because a bit close to uh, bits and yeah. That's not You're too far. Start for a it, tournament right? nowadays. It's like a it's five kinda... and a half fucking hour drive for us, but. Uh, yeah, it's 2,500 points. Starts at 9.30 on Saturday. So if you're around, you feel like heading up to Duluth, go check out BerserkCon. If you want to get in touch with Chris and check it out, I'm sure you can find his website or if you shoot me an email. It's a cool area. It's probably a good time to visit. Yeah, once everything melts off in the, in the summer. I'd be If we still don't have snow by June, I'd be shocked. <laughs> <It's just> going, <laughs> because we had like four inches of snow in the last two weeks still. Mm-hmm. We had like a fucking 50-degree day and then... Back down to zero and it sucks. It's only it gets warm for like one day and then it goes back down. It's fucking horse shit. Um, it is a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, that's that. Let's fucking move. We're on not here. living in Kislev here, man. <laughs> it turns out we is We're living Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. That's probably Kislev. like the equivalent of Wissenland or Sterling. Sterling. If we we're in the Empire, man. No, this is fucking. Actually, we're on the south side. We're in Nagaroth, of, dude. Yeah, Nagaroth, like. <laughs> Uh, Clark Harand, I think, is on the southern side yeah. of like the Nagaroth Great Lake area there. Wislev. <laughs> That's where all the slaves build the big ships and everything. Well, now that we've fucking devolved into some uber nerdiness. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was just going through the Dark Elf book the other day because I was looking through uh, names for my Dark Elf Blood Bowl team. <laughs> Because you gotta, eventually you gotta name all your guys. Yeah. So you're like, I just went through, the team name is Malachis Mind Raisers. <laughs> so basically I just use the name of all the special characters. Like I got Tularis as a Blitzer in Koran. He, he's my high scorer right now. <laughs> Look here, Felhart. He's got the team leader skill. He's a he's in charge in the huddle. <laughs> just added Moratai to the team, his mom. Nice. Playing a, playing a little ball. <laughs> the league actually kicked off a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, we've had two two game sessions since. The Mine Razors are four four wins, no losses, and a draw. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, put a hurting legend. He's playing humans. He really hates Blood Bowl, <laughs> as it turns yeah, out. That's why I sold that human team that I won at Raj Podge because yeah. I knew better than to get involved with that shit. Well, they're pretty all right. He's got numbers. It doesn't matter if his guys get beat up, which they will. Yeah, but he's the Minheim Hyman, and he's <laughs> nice. got a. He named his his guys have a lot of vagina related names. <laughs> the Hyman, the Behyman, go ahead. Bear, he's the Mechtown Mechtown Maulers. He's His orcs. Yeah, he's doing an orc team, but he's making them out of like Gorkamorka orcs, so they're like forty k ish. Since he still has a lot of those sitting around, probably. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Bear. He's been reading up on a lot of online strategy and tactics, mm. so he's like following like them to a T, and he makes like little perfect squares and puts this guy in there. <laughs> and he made like his. He built his team off like a. You know, off of some forum recommendation, like this is what you do if you want the best orc team. So he beat up on J Jack and Legend, but he hasn't won a game since. He, <laughs> he started to get really pissed. What's J Jack rocking? J Jack, he was chaos to start with, just beast men and warriors. Yeah. And then after a couple games, he got really pissed. <laughs> he, <laughs> he switched to high elves. Butch is running lizard men. <laughs> and then Matt Harebold. Uh, he's from the Appleton area. Yeah. He ended up picking up J-Jack's chaos team, and he's a guy that I drew against. My my dudes are all leveled up, so now I'm like two or 300,000 gold ahead of them, so they get like major inducements <laughs> whenever we play, because all my guys are leveled up. Basically, all my blitzers have block and dodge, 
my witch alpha is block and dodge. <laughs> you getting sick of that stupid fire? I got the every dodge. Time? No, they've been taking Bloodweiser babes. So when they go to the KO box, yeah. they recover on a two plus instead of a four plus. Yeah. So against uh, Hairball there. At the first drive, he had like five or six beastmen in the KO box that I knocked in there. <laughs> but I could not roll a 10 plus for, like, I didn't take out any of his casualties. Yeah. So by the end of the game, it was like the opposite. Like, I had three Dark Elves in the KO <laughs> and three in the casualty box. Ooh. He had a Minotaur that, oh, stupid Bear. Somehow, Bear let that Minotaur score two touchdowns <laughs> against him. <laughs> Stupid Minotaur. <laughs> got to level up, and now he's got a mutation. He's got claws, so he's an absolute murderer. Nice. <laughs> he was tough to deal with. You know, I had a couple shots at him because I got one of my linemen got mighty blow. Mm -hmm. So I kept surrounding him probably two or three times each half to try to knock him down. And only one time that I actually – he's only armor eight, so you can actually do it with the mighty blow. But I never – Never got him down. Meanwhile, so that Minotaur, yeah, he's almost he's killing, killing a guy a turn. Yeah, turn, almost yeah. Um, doing that. So by the end of the game, yeah, I only had five or six guys left. Like I scored early, and then we had a super long drive where he's went down the sidelines twice, and I pushed him out twice, and the ball <laughs> threw back in twice, and the way it went in, like he picked it up twice. <laughs> so motherfucker. Yeah, I'm getting ready for. I think I'm gonna. I have to get get a bribe in or get a dirty player or something here because he, he's going to end up with the toughest team because he's going to roll all over those other guys. Yeah. If I can only get a draw against him, he's absolutely going to murder. Um, Jerry might quit if we – got to keep him from playing Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's going to quit. <laughs> so the league's gone good. We kind of came up with our format, just the top two top uh, records by the end of June. That'll kind of formulate the playoffs. So the top two guys will get a bye, and then the bottom four guys will have a playoff round, and then those two will play. The two guys got got buys, and then the the final game will be at Raj Podge, two thousand fourteen. The super, we're calling it the Super Bro. <laughs> nice. So it's been pretty fun. Sounds cool. Sadly, I have too much going on. Mm -hmm. What right. with the magic and such. The magic, the motorcycle. It's really a depressing project, the motorcycle, because you'll start working on it for a while and realize you don't have the right parts or you have no fucking idea what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and then you'll have to do a bunch of investigation and it's really slow going. At some point here, it should start coming together, but so far, it's rough. Fucking uh, both ends. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so we fucking went out to Hawaii. It's pretty good. Pretty good time. It's fucking insane. You go out there. We left here. It's like negative 11. You mm -hmm. get there and it's fucking... 70 at night, 85 during the day. There were days it would rain, and the rain is like a warm shower coming out <laughs> of the sky. And you're in like, maybe you have a shirt on, maybe you don't. You're in shorts and flips, and you're like, you know, this mm. rain feels pretty fucking awesome right now. <laughs> There's no fucking issues with the weather at all. It was glorious. Mm -hmm. I met some really fucking weird characters out in the nightlife out there. met this dude that was a cross between like Adam Dombrowski plus like... 20 years and 30 pounds. <laughs> this is really like <laughs> greasy, weird dude. And he was fucking wasted as shit, but he showed up with a bunch of booze. And he, I had two beers. I was like, oh, I'll just have these beers. It'll be cool. And then this dude showed up with all this mango vodka. So I'm just Ooh, killing nice. mango vodkas and these really good beers. We're just drinking. And for long, he's like telling us he wants to fuck us both and trying to get us. <laughs> 
to go back to his house with him and shit. And he's like, yeah, we'll go back to my place. We'll toke up on this weed. We'll have some fun. I'm like, he asked you to sniff. Hey, man, take a sniff of this bottle, man. <laughs> there was no fucking way. I was like, this dude is fucking weird. He's out of his mind. So I only live like two or three blocks from here. It'll be awesome. Like, no, bro. So we just, because I can fucking drink all night. So we just fucking uh-huh. sat there until he was so fucking drunk. <laughs> Finally, he's like, all right, guys, I just have to go. And he tries to get up and he fucking staggers over and back. And we're in this, it's kind of weird because everything's just outside there. So you have these uh-huh. little open air areas where there's just chairs and you can bring booze and food. And there's little restaurants all around. Bring food from a restaurant, sit down and drink your own booze. Some dude playing acoustic music and shit, just having a good time. And so eventually, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really cool like that. Anywhere you go, just fucking chill out outside. Like the little mini malls have areas to fucking sit. Mm-hmm. Like the big shopping malls are all open. There's no fucking like, oh, like okay. here, everything's inside, but there, everything's outside. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, and then. Did you hit up the local, find the local shop finally? No, nah, there on isn't one on Maui. We looked for a game store, but there just isn't one. So that was fine. I didn't really want to be thinking about nerd shit when I was out there. It was a lot of fucking, got a couple of good fart stories. So, All <laughs> right, lay it on me. This is, what, this is what we're waiting for here. Yeah, so her new thing now, whenever I fart, she goes, come on! <laughs> come on! <laughs> so we were fucking out there. It didn't matter where we were. If we were on the beach then she'd be like, come on, you're wrecking my beach air. <laughs> if we went up the mountain, come on, you're wrecking my mountain air. <laughs> We'd be like shopping in the city. I'd be dropping bombs. Come on, you're wrecking my island air. <laughs> so you've tested your farts in about every type of terrain imaginable here. Yes, it was fucking out of hand. Put them to the test. The fucking best one I had. On the whole fucking island. And she got so fucking pissed off. It was so fucking funny. We fucking, we went and rented all this snorkel gear. And we went down to South Maui to this little park. And like, okay. nobody's fucking snorkel out gear. there. Snorkel gear. I like where it's this just is us. going. So we fucking snorkel. Alex! Who's the naughty? We fucking, s- fucking cat. We snorkel out. We snorkel for like two hours. Just looking at all these crazy fish and just fucking insane stuff. And then we get done and we're like going back to the car. And there's like a couple of cars in the parking lot, but I'm like, all right, well, we'll just change in the car. So we both get in the car and like as soon as I get all my clothes off, <laughs> I just rip this huge fucking fart. <laughs> and it fucking reeks. <laughs> and she goes, come on! And she's fucking she's like, like legitimately, in there. She yeah. Can't... And it's like hot because the car's been baking <laughs> in the fucking. <laughs> oh, it's just gross. It was so fucking funny though. <laughs> she's so it's mad. Part like instantly escapes <laughs> with no pants on. Just yeah, no filter. Fills the volume of the space that it's in, <laughs> and then starts filling like your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best fucking fart burn up of the trip. Oh, nice. Come on. <laughs> Sickening! So yeah. Closed spaces. Yeah. Especially warm, hot, humid closed spaces. <laughs> it's pretty classic, so. That's pretty much Excellent. it, though. After that, we came home. Yeah. Hoping foolishly. Well, maybe when we get back, it'll be. It'll be well, warm. spring will be here. But when we got back that day, it was like 52 degrees. And you were like, suckers! And then fucking winter came back. Second winner, and then third winner. Yeah. Fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
tower would we fall? They tried to test our spirit. They tasted steel before we were done. Grinding their bones into the dust of the past. All blown away like a shot from a gun. All right, so we're going to frack and talk about dwarves a bit, yeah? Yeah, not new dwarves, though. Old dwarves. And maybe new All dwarves. the old dwarves. Later on. <laughs> maybe, maybe later on. Yeah, so we got Rajpodge coming up, which is only yeah. old books allowed. Mm-hmm. So we thought it'd be fun to lay down a little history of the dwarven books, the dwarven line, sorry, the dwarfish <laughs> it's Warhammer Army's dwarfs, not dwarves. <laughs> yeah, it's a key dwarfs. difference. <laughs> Made clear to the Tolkien state over and over. <laughs> these are dwarfs, totally different. <laughs> yeah, so you actually own all these I do. dwarf books. Years you? of playing dwarves. It's got me one thing. Lots of fucking dwarf books later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so maybe we're going to start with the oldest book because you can choose any one of these books to use. Um, there's four books out now. There was one, the current one that just came out, and then there's one from 2005, there's one from 2000, and there's one from 1993. (laughs) So we thought it'd be cool to kind of take a look at the evolution of the dwarves, history of the dwarves, see, see where, where they've been and where they're going and see which... Which list you might want to use? Yeah. See what kind of dirty filth you can find here. Some in a inadvertent min maxing possible <laughs> in a tournament twenty years later. <laughs> On a fucking related note, I was reading through the fluff in the new dwarf book, and it's really, really fucking awesome. So, if you're into fucking Warhammer stories and tales, definitely just maybe get a PDF. Don't fucking buy it just for that. <laughs> we got some new new tales, new stories in there. Yeah, just more detail on the history of the dwarves and Yeah. It's really good though. I was on the plane reading that shit like, oh man, I'm so pumped up for dwarves right now. Mm-hmm. Until I tried building an army list. And then I was like, meh. I don't really feel very pumped up for dwarves <laughs> anymore. I don't really know what I expected, but it wasn't exciting. So it seemed a lot like the old book to me when I was building an army. Of course mm-hmm. I don't feel like painting another 50 dwarves, so I'm kind of limited <laughs> by my models. It turns out if you play the same models, it's going to be the same fucking army. Yeah. Except hammers be a little more badass. But, Anyways. Okay. Back to so, yeah, for Podge, you can go back to 4th edition. Warhammer 4th edition was the first edition that came out with standalone army books, as far as I'm aware. So, and fourth edition is when a lot of the rules and stat lines, as we know them, kind of came into being. So, the first army book was released in 1992. That was Empire. 
And then in 1993, in quick succession, it was High Elves, Orcs and Goblins, and then Dwarves. So this dwarf book is the fourth one that they ever made. <laughs> uh, do you want to describe the cover of that original 1993 dwarf book? It looks like old school Warhammer, or it's like <laughs> really fucking bright colors. And the dwarves are like go- goofy and kind of silly looking. Short. Yeah, it's the it's like the dwarf king on like the throne of yeah, power. It's, throne. it's really, really. Everybody's really squat, super squat. Big bellies, big noses. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yellow, way, a lot of red, yeah. a lot of blue. Way oversized weaponry. Mm-hmm. That's pretty standard for hammer. And the go- there's a bunch of goblins on the cover, night goblins. Oh. <laughs> they look like super. The cool. age old enemies of the dwarves, the <laughs> night goblins. Yeah. So this is pretty. I thought it was fun to look through here. It's pretty. I don't know. Reminds me of when I was a younger lad. These these old models, <laughs> this old art style yeah. that they had back then. Real cartoony and yeah, some of it was kind of cartoony, and then some was like real gritty and. It's not as grim and. Yeah, know, these dwarves are kind of short, happy dwarves. Yeah. Because we'll see in the next book. Like, these are kind of like Norse, still have a lot of Norse elements, mm-hmm. like the winged hats and everything. Where the next the next book, they're like, come out and they're like covered in metal. <laughs> Basically, all the concept art. Yeah. Is they're wearing the masks and everything. This one is a. This one's a pretty fun book. Looking through, I mean, this is where the runes came from. Most of these runes really aren't that different than what they are 20 years later. Scalf, Blackhammer, Master Rune. Yeah. 75 points, always wounds. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly the same, isn't it? Uh, I don't think you have an auto wound now. You will have some that'll ignore armor saves and stuff like that now, but mm-hmm. I don't Yeah, mostly the runes I don't think have changed very much. A lot of these are, uh, you got that Master Rune of Swiftness, 25 points, which yeah. are ASF. That's, about That's the, the same, same as always. <laughs> rune of cleaving, twenty points. Plus one strength. <laughs> rune of fury, plus one attack, twenty points. There's a rune of might, strength five. Um, Versus like higher toughness or something like that. Yeah, with a toughness greater than his own toughness, but that's kind of t- hard because the dwarves are toughness. The characters are T five. But that's in they this changed book. it after this and just made it toughness five or more. Mm-hmm. For those, for but in this book, rune. it had to be a toughness higher. And you double your strength. Uh-huh. In the new book. And if you had two runes of might, you would triple your strength <laughs> if you're fighting someone tougher than you. Was it before they capped something like toughness or any stat line at 10? I'm not totally sure. I know it just went up to 10. They must have not capped it back then because what would be the point of... Yeah. Because you'd have they to must be have kept going because he'd be strength 12. Yeah. Basically. If you doubled it. <laughs> would that be at the triple? Oh, he's, strength, a, he's strength a four, four base. base. Okay, yeah. yeah. There is one kind of cool rune in here that didn't seem to make it out of this book that might be useful at Raj Podge. So I'll be kind of things that I think might be kind of badass at Podge. This is the curse rune. Okay, so if an enemy, it's 25 points. If an enemy is struck by this weapon, roll a d6. So it's just struck. You just have to hit them. On a one or two, there's nothing. On a three or four, they're minus one strength. And on a five or six, they're minus one toughness. And then if you... Have multiple attacks. You roll for each successful hit. Nice. Yeah, so that could be bad. And it takes place immediately. Yeah. So you can immediately knock down their toughness. Before you roll to wound. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. 
So that might be pretty badass. One thing that's kind of hilarious about that book is there's a there's a fucking battle report in the middle of the book. <laughs> is there? <a> <laughs> between the hawks and the goblins. One fucking cool thing about it, there's a three pra- three page section on the dwarf language. So there's a lot of detail. Like it's just like a dwarf dictionary where they tell you all these words and they go into the dwarf counting system. They're fucking taking fluff to the extreme. Uh-huh. But if you're doing like custom banners or dwarf freehand, this is like a cool fucking reference for that because you got like a dwarf yeah. alphabet. That's kind of funny because I was just looking at the bestiary section. Yeah, and it's three and a half pages long. <laughs> Basically, you, you've got dwarves, dwarf runesmiths, and slayers. And that's all that's in the bestiary. <laughs> so the dwarves, they hate all kinds of orcs and goblins. That's the same as before. But they used to have an elf grudge rule yeah, where no elf character or dwarf character can use each other's leadership. Uh, and then, because you used to be able to take 25% allies. Sure. So you could, you could take some elven bolt throwers because they're the <laughs> bomb. <laughs> but... If you were within six inches of an elf, the dwarves would be minus one leadership. And I might just be a little gamey, but I don't see that it has to be... An enemy elf? <laughs> yeah, I think it can be an enemy. You could read it. You could read it to be an enemy elf as well. If you're fighting elves, you're at a minus one leadership. Is it in a section specific to allies, though? To your own No, allies? it's just... It's just a rule? Under, <laughs> yeah, this is... Well, it's in the fluff part, they said they dislike fighting next to them. Therefore, they suffer a minus one leadership penalty if there are any elves within six inches to represent their mistrust. It doesn't say they have to be an enemy elf but or, the, or they have to be a friendly elf. The wording implies it's an ally, no. though, because well, why would you – you would always gonna mistrust have to wait for the fact. enemy. We're going to have to wait for the fact. Fucking <laughs> 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 dickweed. <laughs> and dwarves also had a special rule – in regards to armor and in fourth edition if you had heavy armor and a shield you would be minus one movement everybody regardless so the dwarves could ignore that oh okay so they'd be movement three but like old reichsguard would be movement three and barded knights so barding would be minus one movement and then heavy armor shield would be minus one movement so, like, Empire Knights used to be movement six. <laughs> they went from eight down to six. And then, like, certain kinds of infantry, like Chaos and chaos Warriors on foot with heavy armor or shield would be movement three. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Elven Spearmen used to be heavy armor and shield. And they would be down to movement four then. But then they had another book come out, and they had Ithilmar armor that didn't slow them down at all uh. <laughs> back in the day. But the Slayer rules are pretty much... The same as they've always been, yeah. wounding on a 4+, plus, except it used to be capped at the strength you could get to. So a Troll Slayer could never get better than Strength 7 if he was fighting something, Toughness 8 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Runesmiths, the way the magic worked back then, is basically you could play Dispel cards. It was a card-based system. So it's kind of... Can't really explain how it works specifically, but the runesmiths kind of counted as wizards and could use yeah. the certain cards. Okay. Now, just getting into the army list. So, I've been looking through quite a few old books just for Raj Podge. You know, just kind of looking at these old books and giggling. And um, one thing I've noticed is the characters, some are priced pretty, pretty well. 
for uh, the current edition of the rules. One thing is the elite infantry models are almost all overpriced by like a huge margin. <laughs> um, as we'll see, crappy infantry. So like Night Goblins and Skaven, they're still like two points apiece even back in these old days. And then like even Empire, Empire guys are pretty well priced. And then the knights are like atrociously priced. <laughs> so like a Knight of the Realm for like Bretonia is basically the same as he is today. Yeah. Although he used to be strength four. Probably didn't have a blessing. But he's 39 points a model. <laughs> so wow. cavalry used to be way, Holy way shit. pricier. But then chariots are really well priced. They're like, you know, the same 80 to 90 to 100 some points. Sure. War machines are in like the 100 point-ish range. So they're like dead on. And they used to, that was back in the days of guest range. So let's take a look at the characters. <laughs> so back then, GW kind of followed the same formula with every race. So dwarves were eight points a piece. Yeah. So a dwarf champion is always, or a champion is always six times the cost of a regular model. So a champion's 48. And then a hero is always 13, 13 times the cost of a base model. And then a lord is always 20 times the cost of a base model. Yeah, like a unit champ, 48 points. Yeah. <laughs> One wound. But that rule would hold. So if you did the same thing for a human humans are base five the points would come out the same yeah and the human ones are pretty much dead on to what they are like a general is 100 points yeah um but elves were also eight points each so the elven characters cost exactly the same as the dwarven characters yeah and then like with orcs and stuff like they they like that's the formula like they all get the same stat increases like champions always plus one strength plus one weapon skill <laughs> plus one attack it's always six times as much the balance and stuff is kind of weird because they stuck to these formulas yeah <laughs> like religiously for the first round of books even though like so like a black orc is like must have been like six or seven points base so yeah. black orc general has one more move over a, a dwarf general it has the same weapon skill one more strength it has more initiative um, same amount of tax and leadership, and it's like 30 points less <laughs> just because they would stick absolutely yeah. to the formula. Wow. But, okay, so looking at Podge, so we're thinking about Raj Podge lists, which are 1,000 points, no lures. So you get a dwarf hero for 104 points. <laughs> he's basically, well, he's leadership 10, but otherwise I think he's the same same as he is currently. Weapon skill 6, strength 4, T5. Yeah, he's the same. It should be noted these dwarves are not relentless. He might have a a pip of initiative on a current guy because he's he's a four a four, and I think the current these are threes because they'd be one better than the okay. rank and five. How much guys. is a current current thane? The current thane of fucking pain. Mm-hmm. Sixty-five. Oh uh, yeah, that's quite a bit. <laughs> but like is a hundred and four points for a leadership ten T five. The equipment you give him is basically heavy armor is like. Heavy armor is three points, shields one point. So all the equipment options are the same regardless. So heavy armor for a trooper is three points. Heavy armor for a general is three points. So you can really deck out your characters a lot better. <laughs> yeah, the difference between the current book and this old school book, the hero has one better ballistic skill and one better initiative <laughs> in the old book, but he costs 40 points more. They're both leader 10. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's right. The new ones are back. Yeah, the heroes back are back to leadership ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They got to be better than the rank and file, okay. bro. Okay, let's get into the so. In this edition of the book, up to fifty percent of your points you could spend on characters. So you could take like four of, hammer, four of those guys, bro. It's the years <laughs> of the hero hammer, man. <laughs> okay, and then next is the regiment section of the book. Yeah. So it's twenty five percent of your army has to come from the regiments section. <laughs> it's like long beards. And the way the special <laughs> units are done basically is long beards are O one, hammers are O one, iron breakers are O one. Um, oh, miners are O one, so you can only take one unit. You know, because they carried that on even up until the previous dwarf book, the one book just before the new one, and it's kind of fucking irritating. Well, how many units of long beers and hammers are you? Are you really taking more than one? No, but you'd like the option. Just like that option. <laughs> it's just a fucking pointless limitation to go back I to see, our I ogre <laughs> fucking show. Of Three years ago. For long-term <laughs> listeners. This is funny. The long beards, 15 points a model. Weapon skill 5, strength 4, heavy armor shield. Hammers, 15 points a model. Weapon skill 5, strength 4. Basically, they're exactly the same. <laughs> but this allows you to you know, get two elite units like that. So yeah. this is kind of how they did it back then. I don't know. You think you'd be rocking any <laughs> long beards or hammers at 15 points per model? No. <laughs> okay, you can get the breakers. Now, even back then, they had Gromroll armor, yeah. where they have heavy armor, shield, and rune of stone. Until you see how many points they are per model. These suckers are 20 points a pop. <laughs> 20 points. <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> they were fine. You could take a magic standard, dog. Crossbows uh, and thunderers okay, are so the, equivalent to where they are the now. The shooter units, I should say, across the board are almost very well-priced. They're either cheaper or right on target or within a point or two of, of where they are currently. So Dwarf Crossbowmen, only 13 points a model. Uh, they come with light armor. You can give them great weapons, plus two points. Dwarf Warriors are 11 points base with light armor and shield. It's a little more pricey near today. Yeah, they light armor was always two points back then. Uh, fucking hell. Yeah, I was way overpriced, dog. So your Warriors with great weapons then 13. would be fucking... But you could also give them spears for plus one point. Ha! Dwarves with spears? That's unheard of. Don't you remember the old dwarven spearmen? I remember the models. Dude, a spear, if you're in like you're in a tunnel, closed, <laughs> confined space, do you want like a, lo- a wall of spears sticking out? Don't you think that'd be a good thing? <laughs> I suppose. Apparently they decided a defensive nice spear was somehow undwarvy. Well, like a forward. super heavy body covering bit of armor so like you're totally covered head to toe in grom roll and you have a shield and a fucking axe sounds way cooler though yeah and a bunch of bros mm-hmm. with spears it's like your opinion man <laughs> okay dwarf thunderers basically your hand gunners that's the same as always 13 points a piece same as the crossbows the miners don't have any special rules at all <laughs> just like they, they just have they just have heavy armor we caught they're like warriors with heavy armor well, they, they come with the great weapons though so it's like a uh-huh. It's a great weapon warrior with no special rules. <laughs> now you could just you could make out of dwarf warriors kind of. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like their descriptions of equipment here. Like the hammers wear long coats of mail armor and carry shields. They're armed with ornately carved hammers of great age. Long beards. Long beards wear long coats of mail armor and carry shields. <laughs> 
They're armed with hand weapons such as axes, holy shit, and swords. Swords! Swords! <laughs> I've never heard of it. Dwarves don't have swords! Sword! <laughs> That's insane. Slayers, 11 points. That's the same. Really? Same as the previous book. We gotta pay a book. point for additional hand weapon. Oh, you get that free now. That's dog shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, back in the day, Another command, command now, models. So. If you want a standard and musician, it costs twice as much as the base model. Always. That's the rule. Yowza. Not bad for Slayers. What were the benefits back then to a muso and a standard? The musician, the, the only thing it did was break ties. It didn't do anything else. Okay. And then a standard was is the same as it always was. Okay. Um, okay, now, so far, we don't really have a strong, compelling case for you to be <laughs> taking these dwarves. No, we don't. Until we get to the war machine section here. Okay, so we got a small stone thrower, 74 points. And you can take up to 25% of your army as war machines. <laughs> small stone thrower, 74. Big stone thrower, 104. Basically, all the hits with the small stone thrower are strength 7, D3 wounds. With the big stone thrower, they're strength 10, D6 wounds. Were they both a 3-inch pie plate? Yep. And we decided we're going to be using the current 8th edition rules for templates and for targeting. So... so no guess range. <laughs> no, I think these are going to be pretty money here. <laughs> Strength fucking seven for seventy four points and <laughs> D three wounds. Okay, the gyro is a hundred, and it used to be toughness seven, three wounds, and steam cannon was strength four. But I think mostly the rules and stuff are almost identical. That one hasn't really evolved much. It used to you can do a bombing run with this one, which I think is almost like the, very similar to the way the current <laughs> current gyro is looking. Man, they're just rehashing old <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, once we go through these, it's going to be kind of sad at how little has been done to the dwarves in 21 years. <laughs> okay, we got the flame cannon. That fires as um, as it does now when you... Uh, the current book, you can boost it up yeah. or whatever, so it shoots 12. Mm -hmm. So this one, you can shoot 12. Strength 5, D3, that really hasn't changed at all. That's 119 points. Okay, organ gun, 65 points. <laughs> is this where the money is? This might be where the money is. <laughs> okay, it's got four or five barrels, and basically each barrel is shot as its own individual cannon. <laughs> and then you you can stop whenever you want, but whenever you run out of barrels, you have to spend a turn reloading it. <laughs> so it, it's strength 10, D3 wounds, and it's got a, only a 24-inch guess range, but that's the same as the cannon shots. So you got to bounce... You know, an overshoot and a bounce right. on top of that, so you could probably, <laughs> you could probably get, well, I'd load up on four of these suckers. I got fucking twenty cannons coming at you first turn, bitch. <laughs> 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 boom, 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 and you got a regular cannon, one hundred ten points, and this one did D four wounds <laughs> per hit. What the fuck? <laughs> Warhammer doesn't use D fours. So the only difference is it's D4 instead of D3, and you get double the range that you can guess. Mm -hmm. But it's 50 more points. And yeah. it's 50 more points. I don't get it. And the the runes, the basically the engineering runes are almost this identical yeah. to what they are today. What about the bolt thrower? We skipped that one. Bolt thrower, 54 points. Strength 5. Strength minus 5. Per rank. No armor save allowed. That's the same. D4 wounds D4 per hit. D4 wounds per hit. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> So the war machines, where where it's at with these dwarves, I don't know. You think that can make up for? Well, you could you can make a pretty good gun line actually. Or yeah, if you went you, slayers, you could go. You'd have to go all shooty bros. 
Yeah. But now you can shoot two ranks with 8th edition rules. Mm-hmm. So I, I think know. you can make a re- actually a really good list, probably. Because you, you know, with charging and stuff, they can get across so quickly. I know. Well, you set up further And you're really in. banking on the war machines. If you I'm had nail in here, like three or four organ guns. Okay. Although if you they fought can only all take infantry. Three, three organ guns. Why is that? Because there's 65 each. So oh, you got a 25 You'd be 10 cap. points over or okay. whatever, yeah. So three organ guns. I don't know. A stone thrower would be good, though, too. <laughs> 74. Strength 7. Wait, it has no armor save allowed. Just go with the big one. <laughs> Strength 10, D6 wounds <laughs> under the entire template. Too bad it's not a fucking 5-inch pie plate. Because yeah. that'd be fun. <laughs> you just take, like, four of those. That'd be the shit. I could probably take two organ guns. Two small stone throwers. If you can uh, squeeze it in, you can't. But basically, you're gonna get three three weapons in there: Th- two organ guns and a stone thrower. <laughs> both throwers kind of shit. But I'd probably go two two small stone throwers and an organ gun because you're gonna be infantry is gonna be coming at you. Yeah, the new books have all the cav monsters cav, so you won't be playing any of that stuff. Yeah. So you're gonna be pacing more infantry. Style list, but some of the some of the seventh edition books are, are will be legal, like the Warriors and the VC and yeah stuff like that. But those are more infantry based too. So even if uh, fuck the organ gun altogether, just go with three stone throwers because you drop a fucking strength seven or strength ten okay. D three wounder two hundred twenty two points yeah. in the war machine section. <laughs> you just fucking destroyed somebody. Okay, so you got three of those <laughs> taking up 25%. And then lastly, in the monsters section, you can take up to 25%. And you get a Chimera, 250 points to hang out with your dwarves. Weapon skill 4, strength 7, toughness 6, 6 wounds, 6 attacks. Doesn't have all the cool special rules no. that the new Chimera has. Well, you have to refer to the bestiary, so it probably does breathe fire. And it flies, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, a manacore would be badass. 200 points. So it's these monsters, this list of monsters here, any army book in 4th edition had access to them. It had that, every, every book had this same list. So everybody got access to the same dragons. Dragon, great dragon, emperor dragon, 750 points. Weapons. Five giant scorpions. <laughs> oh, yeah, those little bastards are uh, 50 points each. Four wounds. Four wounds, toughness four, weapons go five. Two attacks, though. That's not going to get the job done. Yeah. Actually, the dwarf list is missing a couple things here. I don't see a Pegasus, which they're basically, they're 50 points, so the same as always. The Eagles used to be a little tougher. There's like six different things or seven that you can take as swarms. (laughs) Yeah, you can take a rat swarm, frog swarm, lizard swarm, bat swarm, serpent swarm, insect (laughs) slash spiders, and scorpions. 100 points a base. God knows what uh, it is. It's just a base. Yeah, a base of them. But the insect one used to be badass because there was no armor saves allowed for the insect swarm. So that was pretty useful. Each one had like its own weird little special rule. I'm gonna take all swarms of frogs. <laughs> fucking two hundred points, two bases of frog swarms. <laughs> like just here about. they come, bro. <laughs> you know, do shit, but uh, but training frogs in this bitch. You could definitely add one of these monsters on its own. It would be pretty awesome. The griffins and the hippogriffs are only 150 points. They're both toughness five, five wounds, strength six, flying. But the managor, I think, is. Probably the best bet. Toughness 7, strength 7, 5 wounds, 
four attacks, weapon skill six. Yeah, I think the triple stone throwers. Yeah. Unit of uh, <laughs> crossbowmen, maybe some gunners, a character in there, and then you could throw in a, a mana core or, or a griffin or something just to do a little long range <laughs> war machine hunting. <laughs> So you fight that other dwarf dude that's got two organ guns and he blows your <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy to stay out of their range, though. Mm-hmm. You got to get close enough to charge one round. But... <laughs> well, okay. you're in range. I'm going to shoot five cannons at you until you die. <laughs> My choice when to stop, bitch. <laughs> Here bah, bah, bah. Overall, this book's pretty fun. There's quite a few special characters. King Cazador. I don't think has the new books have any of these. Ungram Iron Fist. Rune Lauren, Crag the Grim. Yeah, Bugman. Gotrick, Felix. Gotrick Felix. High King Thorgrim. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Joseph Bugman. Most of these are in the new book. <laughs> oh, they did? Bring back? You got this is like a list of seven. Thorgrim, you got Thoric, you got Ungrim, you got Belagar, oh. and then for heroes you got Grim, Burloxen, and then Bugman in the new book. Joey so Bugman. A lot of the same shit mm-hmm. coming fetch ya. Uh, there is one. So these books, for magic items... For most of the books, you'd rely on the Warhammer Magic set, which is a different supplement, and would have the cards in there. Yeah. But each book would have a few magic items that were related, you know, like for this army only, or for special characters. So there's uh, some really, there's one really good one in here that you might want to take if you ended up using this edition of Dwarves. Okay, it's called the Fiery Ring of Thori. And it is 25 points only. You know, just a little utility item here. And you can use once per battle. And its powers can be unleashed anytime during your turn. So anytime during your turn, movement, hand-to-hand, whatever. <laughs> as long as there are no enemy within six inches. And the ring creates a barrier of flame six inches in front of the wearer and the unit he is with, extending to the length of the unit. So however you are wide... <laughs> There's a wall of flame that shoots up six inches in front of you that wide. <laughs> okay. And the flame lasts until the start of the player's following turn. Um, only models immune to the effects of flame can cross the barrier. For other other models, it counts as impassable. They're not allowed to move through it. <laughs> That's pretty solid if you're doing gun line because yeah. you just kept yourself safe for a turn. Mm-hmm. That's the, the only one that caught my eye in here for that, but... Okay. So these dwarves are not too different than the, the modern ones. Okay, so that was in 1993 that that book came out. In 2001 was the next dwarf book, but that wasn't the next dwarf list because the next dwarf list came out in the Ravening Hordes. Uh, sure. When that edition of Warhammer was released. I think that was the beginning of 6. 6? Yeah, because that's when I first started playing. Yeah. So we went from, that was a 4th edition book, 5th edition came out, and then at the start of 6th, there was like a reboot with the various armies. Um, But Dwarves was one of the first books to come out for that edition. So the Ravening Horse Dwarf list was only used for probably maybe 6 to 9 months. Sure. Because the next Dwarf book came out in 2001. So what what was on the cover of this one? This is when I first got back into Warhammer as an adult. This was I bought the fucking box set. I still have the box where it came with like the nice little poster on the top with all the models laid out. This actually has super cool artwork. It's the fucking the main like dwarf lord on it's modeled after the dude with the big wings that's on top yeah. of the shield bearers, the model itself. And uh then it's just got a bunch of like fucking long beard dudes. 
with cool beat up shields and like nice. Yeah, they like, they're becoming more more metallic, more be, more bejangled and stuff. Grimmer, yeah. not so lovable. Yeah, not like a silly feel to it at this point. Mm-hmm. And it would be right around this time that the dwarf plastic clansman came out. The, the multi the original the multi part kit. With uh, you can make a gray weapons, hand weapon shield, and crossbow. It's like correct. slung over their arms. Yeah, there's a shit back in the day. Sixteen per box, and they were like fifteen bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Going into this book, this is when dwarves get the relentless rule, and because I think even in sixth edition, the rule for marching was if anyone's within eight inches, you can't march. Yeah, you just period. <laughs> Yeah. This is the I think out. that was the case up until eighth edition, wasn't it? That 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 hung around seventh yeah, edition. Landed. Yeah, if you could get. Um, so that's only four or five years ago. Seventh but, was um, really just a small tweak on sixth. Yeah, but they had to drop. They dropped that elven, elven grudge rule, and then the armor rule didn't apply anymore, as there's no penalty for having a heavy armor and a shield. Were there BSBs in fourth edition? Yep, there was a battle standard bearer. It only allowed break checks. Okay. And it had to be on a champion model. So the guy only ever had one wound. It's kind of a <laughs> shit deal. Yeah. Well, even in 6th and 7th edition, it was only break checks for your BSB yeah. role. So but then the forward. plus one for a standard, I don't, it wasn't even on top of, of uh, that. If you had a standard. Because it was already, yeah. Yeah, there it really wasn't a lot of compelling reasons to take a battle standard bearer. But... Okay, in this edition of the game, the Slayers, exactly the same. The Bestiary is a little longer here. The Slayers this got is where the Slayer Axes rule, so they could have a great weapon or they could have oh, two hand weapons. Oh, okay. Edition. That's when that came about. Came in this pout, but then the Slayer's skill. So the Slayer's skill and the Slayer Axes are two different things. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, this edition, the Dwarves would get plus two Dispel Dice. Yeah, start, and that was a rule from the I think the main rule book. Well, back then you'd get your casting into spell dice based on the wizards you took. So yeah. if you had a level four, you'd get four dice. Same mm-hmm. for level two. Whatever. So you'd get like two base, and then the runesmiths and the rune lords would generate one or two dice on top of it. The uh, if you could take the anvil in uh, Rajpodge, it'd be pretty badass because the anvil rules give you d6 plus two power dice in your fate <laughs> an extra d6 plus two on top of the 2d6 you'd be receiving you can't really cast with them though so. no there's rune of water rune of air rune of fire rune of earth Those are they like, have the elemental powers yeah. on a six plus seven plus so it follows the the magic rules mm-hmm. uh but you can't fit that in yeah but this is in this edition they've broke out thunderers rangers miners miners got the underground advance and this was, they'd show up on a 4+. plus. Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> Which is why I never took them. Hammerers became stubborn when the general joined yeah. them. <laughs> uh, the breakers pretty much stayed the same. Longbeards, they gained immune to panic this time. This is the first book with engineers in it, circa 2000. And with the engineer, you could get two guesses with your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like with your stone thrower, your cannon. Uh huh. And then with the bolt throwers, you could reroll misses. <laughs> so this was the age of the dwarven bolt throwers, ran supreme. When they might not have a cannon or a stone thrower, but you can bet they'd have three or four fucking bolt throwers. <laughs> Before they were stubborn, though. <laughs> mm hmm. 
Flame cannon, same as always. Okay, the organ gun moved towards what it is now, but it only had an 18-inch range in that edition. You remember those days? Hardly. Hardly. <laughs> they were rare. Uh, well, you used this book until 2005. Eh, so we started years, playing maybe four years in like 2002, yeah. 2003, 2004. Yeah. So I would have been using lizard men. <laughs> so I can remember moving my skinks up. So I'd be like 18.1 inches away on the first turn and then come again with my poison short bows. Um, okay. Gyro keeps the steam gun in this one, loses the bombs, and loses two points of toughness down to T5. And he went up to 140 points. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Okay. Yeah, the runes? The runes stay pretty pretty, pretty stock, standard yeah. throughout. Uh, well, in this... It, installment of the dwarves the longbeards were a separate unit whereas later on they're an upgrade yeah warriors. yeah they're a <laughs> unit of their own did not see a lot of longbeards in this era <laughs> no because they were competing with hammers and they were the same points as hammers and hammers okay. were stubborn and stubborn was fucking awesome yeah oh this is the era okay moving to the army lists where you could take so less than two thousand points you could take three characters total and max lords was zero so in a 2,000-point armies, you could take up to four characters. <laughs> Remember that? And then one of them could be a lord. <laughs> uh, so in this edition, this is the the low point of the Thane. <laughs> His sad existence. He's toughness four only. No, leader nine only. Leader nine. Initiative three. He lost his initiative from the last book, too. He's gone up nine points from Bliss the last book. Bliss skill four. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's about half the points from the previous book. And then the equipment options, this is when they start going up. So by this time, they had, they had broken away from that strict formula of champions are 6, heroes 13, lords 20. This is probably the blandest installment of the dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> Just lackluster and pretty much like the ogres that came out. I mean, they didn't gain any war machines. They lost access to all the weird monsters, you know, which is fine. It's not very dwarvy per se. Yeah. I mean, all they gained was the the only new unit type really is an engineer. Um, some of the miners can ambush. I was wrong. The slayers then. didn't get the slayer axe rule oh, in this edition. You <laughs> the son next of one. a bitch! <laughs> Fucking lie, bitch! I just had the slayer skill. Okay, but the core. So in this, if you wanted to feel this army, John, you could take three core units, <laughs> you, and regardless of point value, and you would satisfy your core requirement. Yeah. But so you could take three units of ten warriors. That's seventy points each. Dwarf warriors only seven points with hand weapon light armor. I don't know that there's much benefit. No. If I was gonna go dwarves, I would do fourth or the book that came out right after this. One. Okay. Well, don't uh, decide now. Wait till the end. <laughs> Crossbowmen, thunderers, twelve points and four points respectively. So the warriors are kind of pretty much at where they are now. Pretty much. There were seven points base with heavy armor, one point, shields, one point, great weapons, two points. The commands were uh, modified to be ten points for standard and champ. Yeah. Musicians plus five. Um, what do you think you would take for your core? Miners were core. They were 01, and the rangers were 01 as well. Well, this was where you had scouting rangers and core. <laughs> now they're fucking rare. Yeah, you can take one unit of scouting rangers. 
you could take a unit of miners and you could take a unit of warriors. So you could actually take a com- pretty mobile kind of starting line here. But the rangers are 12 points of pop, great weapon, light armor. Not going to survive. Miners are 12 points of pop, heavy, they have heavy, heavy armor, gray weapon. Yeah. I don't know. I got a gun to your head. <laughs> a gun shaped like I'd my dick. I'd probably go with three units of warriors. Yeah? Because it's fucking so much cheaper. And mm-hmm. your core in this list. Or I'd go like crossbows. This, I think Thunderers could move and shoot back then. Um, that was one thing they did have in this edition. That let's they, double check that. Because they, they weren't specifically labeled. Yeah, they didn't say move or move shoot. or fire. So they're strength four, armor piercing, so plus one to hit. They didn't, and they didn't have the move or fire rule. And nowadays, you could do a swift reform and fucking shoot in a different direction. That's true. <laughs> so the Thunderers might be where it's at, 14 points apiece. Problem is your, your Thane is a turd. He's a turd. He's cheap. Um... The hammers, so going on to a special, hammers, longbeards, I mean, they're not that cheaper than what they were. 14 points. Yeah, but like hammers, 14 points 14. don't come with a shield. <laughs> breakers are 13. That's pretty cheap. I used to play breakers a lot yeah, back then. So I remember you, I had painted. That was like one of your first units you had painted. Because it came with that box that I had bought, uh-huh. and it, yeah. Then when I did hammers, I never, ever fielded those. <laughs> Iron yeah, those again. guys didn't make it till the very end. Yeah. One of the last wharf units. Okay, in the special, we got the cannon, 100 points. Basically, uh, Warhammer rulebook cannon. Bolt throwers are 45. Yeah, this is the two for one in the specials. Yeah. So you could take up to six. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Stone throwers in special, 85 points. You could take up to th- three. Yeah. Because you'd only get three special slots, I think. That's right. Was it six. It was all about oh, slots. Oh, no, you can only take four slots. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're off there. So you could take up to eight bolt throwers, but then you wouldn't get anything else. Uh, I gotcha. I think, yeah, probably in this era, people loaded up on the core warriors, crossmen, thunderers, and then war machines. I used to take a lot one, of slayers. One unit of iron. I used to take slayers and breakers back then, mm-hmm. mostly because I didn't have hammers painted. Okay. And then in the rare units, you could take two of these. Regardless of points, uh, so you could take two Argon guns at 125, basically I, as it is now, but 18 a, inch range. Ugh. It was a while I was taking the flame cannon there. I, I remember you trying to get it to work. Paint him up, and yeah, it's just it's too random. You can't. You need to be able to drop that template in the fucking cherry spot, mm-hmm. and that is not fucking guaranteed. No. So you're just kind of hosed. Gyro and the rare. Yeah, I had a gyro. I take that a lot. Yeah, that was, I don't know. that was the golden age. I believe this to be the the, fucking the silver age of dwarves. What happens to more like the bronze? <laughs> <laughs> this is the lowest, lowest fucking dwarf book. Just gonna throw that on the floor. No right good. Now. We belong to the world. We belong to the wind. We are the spirits of the competition's end. Turning hours into days Burning muscles feel the pain The heart and soul of discipline my brain Oh, 
2005 dwarves. So this is basically the dwarves we've grown to love. But before we get into that, I do want to bring something to your attention yeah. that might intrigue you. Do I have a boogie in my nose or what? <laughs> not that. <laughs> you do, but that's not what I meant. I mean, you do have a massive bat in the cave. <laughs> The next book came out in 2005, but in 2004, Storm of Chaos was released uh, with yeah. the Slayer, Slayer Army of Carrick Kadrin, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Which is a five-page entry here. I happen and, to have that book here, too. <laughs> okay, this special new unit, which I'm surprised it never... You'd think they would have just made a unit of these guys at some point, would be the Doomseekers. Yeah, because the models were cool. It was a cool idea. Yeah, those guys were 65, 65 points. points apiece. Weapon skill 5, strength 5, T4, 2 wounds. I and believe that's the stats of like a Slayer hero. Yes, and then they didn't attack normally, but they would go first <laughs> in close combat, even before troops that had the special rule always goes first. And every model in base contact would take an automatic hit at strength 5, and anyone touching them would take a hit on a 4+. plus. And then he was minus one to hit <laughs> as well because he was a whirling attack of doom. <laughs> Against a blades. single model, he would do D3 automatic hits. <laughs> okay, so back in this edition, if the you were reason it worked. killed in close combat, you did not get to strike back. Yeah, there was no step forward rule. And so there was only pretty solid. typically a single rank of guys. So I would play Chuck a lot, and he would always focus magic and shooting on taking these fucking dumb things out before they got to you. Yeah, these things were badass. It might have been minus one to hit from shooting, too. Mm -hmm. Pretty fucking solid. Just the idea was pretty okay, cool. Okay, so, so do, you, do you think 65 points for something like this now? I, th I still think that would be pretty good. I think you're I mean, gonna it's going to die it's gonna time die. you hit anything. Well, he's weapon skill 5, minus one to hit. So most things are going to need fives. fives to hit. He's got two wounds at T4, and he's going to, against infantry and such, he'll be pretty good. Probably give him, like, a take away the minus one to hit and give him, like, a four-plus crazy ward save or a five-plus mm -hmm. ward save. Something like, Something like that if you were to add him to the book. But what about just as is for taking the podge? Well, no, because you'd have to take the Slayer army to take them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's what I'm trying to get you to do, guy. A, I don't have Slayer <laughs> models, and B, there's like well, nothing. you can borrow the models. <laughs> there's nothing to this fucking list. You you got a Goblin Hewer, so I could do yeah. two Goblin Hewers, which is great against ranked well, infantry, but shit. Goblin Hewer is 01, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. But this was, yeah, the Goblin Hero at the time was the best war machine in the game, yeah. hands down. Because everybody was rocking five wide and, like, five deep. Five or six ranks yeah. of units, so D3 Cause back then, per unit. No, four, I think four wide was a rank back then. Yeah. But for some reason, we just did five. Got to get the more attacks, dog. <laughs> and you yeah. didn't have, like, dudes in the second rank. You couldn't attack. I remember that, because I'd go in with, like, a unit of dwarf fucking great weapons and, like... Four guys would get killed. I'd get one attack. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit there all day, but you never could get through. And that's why you would never fucking. After I built a ton of, I built like built and painted fifty something hand weapon shield warriors, and you would uh -huh. never ever kill anything. You could never break anything. You could never fucking do anything. So mm -hmm. all you'd bank on is I'm gonna be here all game, and that's <laughs> like nothing fucking happen. Eventually, I'm gonna break if he kills enough. Static, three rank standard yeah. outnumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good old outnumber bonus. Uh -huh. Yeah, this 
get back to the Goblin Hero. This thing, this thing was good even into well into seventh edition. Oh yeah, I've won a solid. few do- tournaments with Dogs of War with this unit here because basically it's immune to all those little weedy units that would go in and take it out because you had a Slayer Hero yeah. <laughs> man in the goddamn theme machine with two crewmen and you're unbreakable and he had a could stand and shoot with a repeating handgun. <laughs> uh, 130 points, but. There's okay. some armies, though. You'd play Skaven, and you'd just be grinning ear to ear because they're five wide and ten deep. Yeah, because like, yeah, oh, later on you could take the... Yeah. It became like a rare choice yeah. for regular dwarf armies. Uh, but the Slayer army... The pirates are super cool. Those guys are good. Do you remember these special rules? Look, Snorri, Trolls was a special rule. Every unit and character got to move 2d6 inches directly ahead at uh, the at start the of the game. Of the game. <laughs> and then um, the... Slayer player would get to roll an extra D6 to see who went first and drop the lowest, so you'd probably be going first. Uh, and then do you remember Glorious Death? For each Slayer that gets killed by a enemy with Strength or Toughness 5, you gain 10 victory points. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you'd have to keep So that that basically it's like a one-point deficit. They're like 11 points each. <laughs> Dude, there's a ton. ton of, I don't know. I think you could get a lot of mileage out of that. Who the uh, fuck has strength five? Anybody with a great weapon, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Great weapon. Come on. If I was going to play Dispel that, dice. I'd have to come up with like 80 Slayers. Well, you got to ask around, see, see who's showing up. Maybe you could borrow a couple. Slayer Army generates four Dispel dice in the opponent's magic plays, plus an extra Dispel dice for each 1,000 points played. So you'd end up with only five. Well, we'd be using You'd be 2d6 magic, plus though. five. So it would be a bonus, yeah. So highest dice plus five. That's pretty solid. Uh-huh. And then you could take different skills, uh, Slayer skills, Killing Blow, Beast Slayer, Double Combat Resolution, a um, couple different things. Basically, the core was the Troll Slayers. You had Special. Uh, the Doom Seekers were in core, too. Yeah. But you can only take one to three Doom Seekers for, what is this? No more than half of your core choices may be Doom Seekers. So about half half your core could be Doom Seekers. was badass. Usually you'd see two or three units of Slayers and then maybe six or seven Doom Seekers back then. Special, you had Brotherhood of Grimnir. They're like Strength 4 Slayers. Long Drunk Slayer Pirates. And in the rare O1 Goblin here. <laughs> Dude, I think this could be pretty good. I don't know. I think before I'd go with that route, I'd just go with the standard fucking 4th edition book. So far, that one's got my vote. <laughs> okay. All right, cool moving theme, on. Though. Your theme would rock, which doesn't mean dick at Raj Project. <laughs> yeah, some fun stuff in here. We'll have to revisit some of the other Storm of Chaos lists. All right, moving on. We are past 2004. The storm's over. <laughs> it's come to its mighty conclusion. Archon was sent back north. Or he was killed by someone, right? <laughs> no, he uh, Grimgore defeated him. Oh, uh, that's what it was. And then Grimgore let him go, because that's what orcs do. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need another head on his fucking banner pole that day. Yeah. Vaulted was killed by a Skaven assassin afterwards. Ooh. <laughs> and then uh, I think they reset all the books a few years later yeah. to pretend it never happened. <laughs> okay, 2005 Dwarves. Don't think we need to get into this one too much. I'm just going to point out that a lot of this shit hasn't changed in, at this time, it'd be 12 years. <laughs> I mean, literally, the fourth edition book is still compatible, and it's 21 years old. <laughs> it's not. The characters are way overpriced. The champs, well, the champs are overpriced. Some of the points are off, but I think you can do this. So the dwarves are relentless, resolute, 
ancestral grudge as always. The handgun is back to move or fire. This is the birth of the O Stone. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Remember the hype about that? Yeah. And then uh But then you couldn't move ever again. Yeah, and then you just leave the unit alone once it was dropped. I'm gonna be trying to get it to work. Just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't. Seems like a cool themey thing. The Thanes are back to T five. You're going to have to wait another edition. To get that L10. Yeah. But this was the first book with shield bearers. Yeah. I should say cool. the fourth edition book had a throne of power, yeah. which is similar to shield bearers, but it was more like a being mounted on a monster. You do like roll randomly to allocate shooting hits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is where the Slayers got the Slayer Axe rule. Slayer Axes. This book was all right. I had a lot of fucking fun mm-hmm. with this book. It was, I played this at least three years before I started Beastmen. Mm-hmm. All right, here's, here are the Longbeards. In addition to their very powerful immune to panic, get the old Grumblers rule. <laughs> <laughs> Quarrelers. I believe last time they were crossbowmen, weren't they? And now they're Quarrelers. I believe so. This is an important transition for the dwarves. A special name, yeah. That's From crossbowmen. They're like, we can't have the word men in there. That's the kind of evolution that we got. <laughs> Yeah, they were crossbowmen before. <laughs> now they're quarrelers. Someone finally noticed that after 13 years. These aren't men. These aren't men. Thunderers. I think thunderers were the same. Yeah, thunderers have been the same since inception. They've always been thunderers. Except that you once could move and fire, which was solid. Uh-huh. But nowadays, new book, you got some different rules because you have a dwarf-crafted weapon. Like, something mm-hmm. like. They, they were plus one to hit. I'm pretty sure they were in this book as well. They were because before they were moving fire, and then this book. Yep, they had, they're a plus one to hit base. Plus one to hit. I think in the last book they were plus. They're a move or they could move, and they're plus one to hit close range. Yeah, yeah, which was worthless because they were on top of your ass. They're almost always yeah long range. Hammers are stubborn all the time now, and, and then the if general, you have the yeah. bodyguard, they become immune to fear and terror. Which used to be solid because fear and terror used to auto break your ass. Mm-hmm. Miners, you get the steam drill. Blasting charges. Did you ever use the blasting charges, my man? No. I rarely took miners, though, because they just wouldn't show up when you wanted them. Because it was like 4+, plus and then 3+, plus and then 2+, plus to show up. One time, Jerry. So the legend is notorious in this era for building lists specifically tailored to his opponent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he'd take little units of miners, and one time he killed my tree man, because they'd be D6, Strength 6, Flaming. <laughs> Hits. Son of a bitch. Ironbreakers, same. These guys, yeah. Unchanged. Very dwarven of them, not changing very often here. <laughs> be curious to see how other books have evolved. I think I have like three or four at least Empire books laying around. Mm-hmm. Should do some digging into that and see how they've changed over the years. Flame Cannon, same fucking thing as always. Except when 8th came out, they fucked you and you couldn't do a guess range. It yeah. just shot from the barrel. That's bullshit. And it then, says right here in the goddamn book, firing the motherfucking flame cannon. 12-inch <laughs> range. At least they brought that back so much. Organ gun, 24 inches. Organ guns, we all know and love. I think this is when you could roll the two dice, two, on top of it, and pick. Mm. You'd roll Couldn't one, you do that and you shit? could always re-roll it unless you misfired on the first one. Uh. So if you roll the two, then you don't. Like that time you screwed Cohen over. <laughs> <laughs> He rolled a six, and you convinced him to re-roll it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a six. I'm like, oh, man, you got to re-roll that. You'll probably get a ten. (laughs) If you got luck of the rods, you'll probably get a ten. He's like, oh, yeah. You re-rolled it and got a two. (laughs) What'd you re-roll it for? You had a six, Cozy. (laughs) 
<laughs> this gave me a dirty look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cannons, grudge throwers. Gyro. This must be the low point of the, the gyro here. Strength 3, yeah. flame template. And 140 points. Uh, I think he did get a boost, like tough 5, 2 attacks in this one. Uh, he was toughest 5 in the last one as well. I remember uh, thinking something was better between these two when it fucking landed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the original one was strength four, flame template, bombs, and it was toughness seven. He, he had one attack in the in the old before one. <laughs> this one, so you'd only get one attack, three wounds, tough five. The rest was the same. Mm-hmm. But although I do have to say, the original, if you beat the original gyrocopter in close combat, it automatically it crashed. crashed. <laughs> but it dropped the template when it crashed, didn't it? Yeah, I believe it so. Exploded. At least you could hope that you'd land in a good spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now in core, the difference now is they automatically come with heavy armor. And they're but eight. the points are automatically Same included. Points, yeah. Same points. The corollers are, are they 11 points or 12 there? 11. 11 points. So those, those, they're a point cheaper even. But they don't get shields. You have to give them the shield. Okay. And rangers are 01. These books are all right because the musicians were only five points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there were five points in the last one as well for the regular guys. Hammers, 12 points. So the lead infantry continues to go down by a point or two. The breakers down to 13. Slayers are 11. They've just <laughs> decided they're always 11 points. <laughs> yeah, Slayer axes made a difference, though, because then that's when you could choose great weapon. Or yeah, that's weapons. true. You would have to upgrade. But it would be a rare day that you would choose great weapon because... Yeah. I guess if you're fighting Toughness 3, you'd always go Great Weapon, because then you're going to wound on 2s, but otherwise... Mm-hmm. So this is... The army format is the same, pretty much the same as the last one. Less than 2,000 points, you can take up to 3 characters. And actually, for 1,000 points, you only need 2 core units. You can take up to 3 special units and 1 rare unit. <laughs> okay. And then all your war machines, cannon, bow thrower... Etc. is in special, and the grudge thrower is in special. Yeah, it's like I had a lot of fun with this book, but in retrospect, just looking it over, it's not very exciting. Well, this is was in your once we kind of got into tournaments, the tournament heyday. Yeah. Period around 2005. 2005. And it never quit. Yeah. Never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept going. Gyro 140 flame cannon. This was you could take uh, Dogs of War in the rare slots. Most books had a entry for that. So for Raj Podge here, if you were taking dwarves, which we're not sure yet, you're gonna have to go through the beasties. I kind of well. wish you could. Uh, the Raj Podge wasn't set up that way because if it was, take anything you want. I'd probably take dwarves because I got a new dwarf book to use. Oh, you mean just if using was, the current stuff? Yeah, if it was just the you know current books, thousand points with some other weird tweaks. But mm-hmm. I do like the idea of playing dwarves with the new book at least a couple times and podge is always a good spot to try shit out that was one of the first places i unleashed the ogres and you know at a thousand points and mm-hmm. had a good time with it so maybe well, if i enjoyed dwarves at that level i'd be more encouraged to play changes them. from year to year my man <laughs> you got to make a decision right now That's you got 1993 dwarves year 2000 dwarves 2004 slayer mm-hmm. dwarves <laughs> and 2005 dwarves you good old reliable standby Have you even played a game with the new dwarves? No, I haven't. So this is essentially, I'm giving you the option just to keep on going with that dwarf list of yours. (laughs) If I had to pick one of these, if I had the models, I'd do Slayers. Okay. Because they're fucking, it's just different. I feel like I'd get owned, but 
Against the right blocks, matchup, you're unbreakable. So you they got to kill you. You get ten back per yeah. guy killed. They got to kill you to a man. So that's pretty solid. If I could somehow scrape up, and I could just use regular Slayers for Doom Seekers. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck would you get those models at this point? But that's true. That'd be pretty fun. Maybe I'll see if I can find a big lot of Slayers on eBay. Yeah, they don't have to be painted. Mm-hmm. But I bet for those Doom Seekers. You'd find a lot of Doomseeker models missing those chain yeah. axes. Because <laughs> they fucking broke every yeah. time. They're Pretty sure breaking. I had like five or six of those, and I just ended up selling them because I never, like, pfft. And by that time, they'd just been sitting in a box, and they're all bent and shitty. Mm-hmm. But I like the Slayer idea. Given the other books and the models I have, I'd probably go with the 1993 bros. Okay. Mostly just for the War Machine carnage. I'd probably go super heavy shooting, all Corallers and Thunderers. Okay, so you got 100 points wrapped up in the Lord you could take, or the Hero. You could take that Fiery Ring of Thori for yeah. 25 points. Keep you off me for a turn. <laughs> Keep off you for a turn. That's 125, and then you have to spend 25% on core. That's probably two units of Corallers, at least. Yeah. I'm sorry, Crossbowmen back then. <laughs> 260 and then 250. So after that, you'd probably, you know, you still got 300 points to spend after two minimum size units, Ooh. like 10. This is but nothing bulk, to that army. Those out, yeah. Because Oregon guns aren't going to kill infantry. Well, you know, the first round is about getting in the watchtower, too. Uh, yeah, I got it. I didn't even consider scenarios. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slayers would be fucking awesome at that. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. Unbreakable automatically pop out still? Uh, no, you got to make a judgment right now. Oh, no. In, in, in your For the special Podge rules, they do. Yeah, okay. But in the actual rules. Well, so. With the 2d6 move forward, you could have dwarves getting in that building first turn. Let's <laughs> fucking get in there, boys. <laughs> yeah, baby. But there's no point going in there because you're just limiting yourself. Okay. Do you think it the 93 dwarves are the most powerful in the Podge set up here? Yeah. Could be. Mostly because the just war the machines are just Because <laughs> the infantry is pretty much stayed the same yeah the it's just points the same. Off. so you fucking kind of just hamstringed into picking a defensive yeah crossbow guys because the infantry is so three to four to five to six points overpriced per guy yeah, you're not taking like hammers or long beards mm-hmm. who fucking cares about that shit you're fucking taking war machines <laughs> mm-hmm. but the monster is a cool angle too if you go old yeah school. and you could get use the jabber or something yeah now you got like a thunderstorm like so they're more badass type thing so you could cheese out a nice little 93 dwarf list pretty easily yeah i don't think it'd be very effective depends who your teammate would be too because well you'd have the shooting and then you'd have the if you took a monster you know something flying out there so you're still moving yeah doing stuff with that Uh, but if it comes down to the way it was last year where you only get the points for the shit you kill or run off you need i mean mm -hmm. you can shoot and maybe you'll panic something but that fucking with the bsbs and all the bullshit going on it just doesn't happen like it used to sixth or seventh well, you still got that beast beast bug. We're gonna have to do a little research <laughs> into the beast history here. Just see what you sad. can figure out. <laughs> or you could always take that old ogre book as well. <laughs> the bull ogres. Just get fucking pummeled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I like the slayer idea. That sounds at least funner. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of fucking slayers, five or six fucking doom seekers, well, fucking okay. badass axe hewer. Well, for next time, do you think you got what it's? What it takes for a dwarf proper dwarf army book review of the new thing here? Yeah, we could put that together. You want to do that? Okay, it'd be the first army book review for some time. <laughs> Take a look at it as well. Yeah. Why don't you come up with what you think uh, 2,500 points mm-hmm. of dwarves, what do you think your first incarnation might be? I'm assuming it's not going to be too different. No, nah, I've always been super infantry heavy. As you can tell, course. going through these dwarf books, it's not going to be anything <laughs> too different. Yeah. Essentially, they've gained an engineer... 
gyro bomber. Well, they've had the gyro the whole time. Mm. They've had all the war machines the entire time. They drop bombs, bro. The uh, Iron Drakes? <laughs> the Iron Drakes are new. I'm pretty mad on them. The thing that really turns me off to them is I think the models look really bad. Like the, They look a lot like the Mantic models, which are just fucking terrible. Oh, they, they really kind of do remind don't me of those like a little those bit. Those models the for that reason, yeah. Uh-huh. How many people are going to use their Thunderers and call them? These are my Iron Drakes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking zero, man. That shit can't fly. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a fucking thorough review, my man. Yeah, that was the fucking history of the dwarves in history terms of History of the gameplay. dwarves. Yeah, they were definitely... It's going to be interesting going through the demons, because they, they evolved, used to be yeah. really different. Yeah. They used to be... Going through the rules, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Just to give you a little taste, like the Plague Bearers used to be weapon skill, six. <laughs> strength, four, T3. How many points each? Nish, six. The Demon Ward, I think two attacks each. Leadership, ten. The Fucking Demon Ward was a four plus. It was only an armor save just because the strength modified it. Yeah. And then Plague Bearers, the Demonettes, and the Horrors all acted like wizards. So <laughs> one to five Plague Bearers was a level one. Six to ten was a level two. What edition is this? This is fourth? probably the fifth edition fifth? Chaos Fucking book. Hell. Or even back to fourth edition. Sounds like and then they had a uh, the Plague Sword. If it hit and wounded, it automatically killed... <laughs> Whatever, Whatever it touched. It touched. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking uh, lame sauce. Great. I better go with the fucking horde of slayers. <laughs> <laughs> Dickweed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're going to go through the demons, the beastmen for sure. Beastmen which were, they reside one. in the old chaos book, so we'll just yeah. talk about those bits. And it's the same thing with the demons, really. Yeah. They were just pulled from the old... The old Chaos book originally mm -hmm. from 1994, and then there was like a Realm of Chaos book right. in 97 or 98. <laughs> the history of Warhammer. I'm so, sure next episode will be pretty much all Akon coverage, but... Yeah, we'll uh, do the Akon stuff, and then probably, I guess, the one after that. We'll have the, the dwarf goodness. Let's talk about contact. So sure. You can email in, pointhammer at gmail.com. You can Facebook us if you have shit for brains. Uh, voicemail, 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. International people, fuck off. Don't bother calling because I don't give a shit. <laughs> Gear, got one medium shirt left and about 15 or 20 white dice and like two or three black dice. Fucking move the gear. Forum, well, hasn't been much activity. Oh, you can, all the Raj Podge information is on the forum. Okay. Including... Um, some goodies on there that people might find interesting. Okay. Which I don't want to make publicly known, but... Sure. Yeah, so if you're going to Raj Podge or if you're considering it, definitely go on there and see what we have because it'll be yeah, useful. Yeah, I got the frequently asked questions, how magic works, how uh, certain old lores of magic and stuff convert to the new ones. Mm -hmm. So, got all the goodies on there. Blog, www.youmagnificentbastards.com. Nice. And then... Check out my flying Pegasus rider on there. There'll be my miner should be up there. Mm, maybe before Acon. I gotta fucking put up a couple more posts here if I want to stay active on the forum. Mm -hmm. Other than that, yeah, that's all we got, man. All right, suck my balls. Yes, my bees.
HPV is, man, you're right on that voicemail message. I do have a bad case of HPVV. I am drunk, and I am on the shitter. And I just saw Johnny posted he's sober right now, and he's playing Magic, which is fucking weird because usually he's drunk off his ass, and I'm sober, and I'm playing Magic. Anyway, uh, Warlord Scrap, just want to give you guys a drunk shout-out. I've had your number on my phone for like a year. I keep forgetting to call every time I'm drunk. Anyway, uh, love the podcast, and uh, hope to make the walk back next time. You guys take care.